A Thursday night football game of the week is on the air. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Tennessee Safety Highway Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, to bring you tonight's action, here are Wade Neely and Scott Stewart. Welcome in to another Thursday night edition of Main Street Preps High School football coverage. So glad that you guys are with us. We come to you from the campus of Page High School tonight, where it is the final week of the TSSAA high school football season as the Page Patriots are set to host the Nolansville Knights. Our coverage brought to you all season long by the friends of ours at the Tennessee Highway Safety Office who remind fans don't let fans drive drunk. Wade Neely sitting in the saddle. Different broadcast tonight. Scott Stewart is down in Lynchburg, where there's a lot of games going on across the state of Tennessee tonight. And Richland is set to travel to Moore County. Scott has been thrust into uh, duty over there. And so uh, I'll be guiding the ship here tonight. But I'm not alone, folks. I've got my good friend. He is a uh, very, very knowledgeable local source I would say football. I would say hockey. I would say a lot of sports. He's really just uh, a man, a jack of all trades. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He is our good friend, Jacob Underwood. Mr. Underwood, good evening, partner. That might be the greatest introduction that I've gotten in my entire life, Wade. How much do I owe you? The, the first one is free. Okay. After, after that, after there will that. be a, a small charge. Uh, but don't worry, our producer, Justin Kulik, will uh, keep tabs on all of that throughout the night. And, Jacob, this is going to be a fun matchup. You are a Page alum. Uh, we'll just go ahead and get that out of the way. Not a homer, though. Not a homer, nope, which is nope, which nope, is key. Nope. We wanted to make sure we uh, stressed that before we got underway. Well, I bring that point up, though, to say you know a lot about the Patriots, but more importantly, you know a lot about Nolansville as well as two teams tonight coming in. Identical 8-1 and one records. Mm-hmm. Page, however, is undefeated mm-hmm. in the region. Mm-hmm. And so we essentially have a de facto region championship here tonight on the final night of the high school season. We do. and. From the from the page standpoint, you know, Wade, last Friday night they hosted Centennial. Centennial was unbeaten in region play. Only loss on the season was to uh, Brentwood program, 6A team, 9 and 0. So Centennial came in as sort of the de facto region championship game. A lot of pressure on both programs. Page comes out victorious, 28-12. Six days later, you got to turn around and now play another de facto region championship game. So I'm I'm a little interested to see how the Patriots start tonight. You know, are they uh, a little emotionally kind of searching for themselves after the great game last Friday night, or yeah. do they show up ready to go and uh, hit it from the beginning? And that will be the uh, the real tale of the tape because a big win. I think a lot of folks might have said Centennial was the favorite in that game last Friday night, but Page comes out and they dominate, uh, getting off to a seven nothing start, and then they immediately get a defensive stand. Uh, on a strip sack, they take over and mm-hmm. go up 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you listen and you read some of the quotes uh, from Main Street Preps, by the way. And, uh, Great coverage. They they say the head coach for Centennial, Coach Jamal, talks about, he just said no other way to put it, we just got whipped up front. That's absolutely it. And that's exactly what happened. And it's easy to see why, because this page bunch continues to push and push and push and get more physical seemingly on a week-by-week basis. Well, it's a very interesting uh, contrast of styles. Each of these three programs, of course, Page, Nolansville, Centennial, uh, they have styles that have carried over for the last few seasons now. 
Page at the line of scrimmage is going to have to be physical on both sides. They have a standout offensive tackle, uh, a pair of defensive ends that are uh, Division One type of players. Um, and that showed last week and how they were able to dominate, like you said, uh, relentless pressure on the Centennial passing game. Uh, they forced Centennial's run game into a lot of negative uh, gain situations early on first down. Nolansville, they're going to be more physical. So for Nolansville, you know, it's, it's going to be about can we run the ball between guard center? If you can do that and, and take away those Patriot outside rushers, you're going to have an opportunity. But if you struggle on first down, if you're Nolansville, could be another long night like Centennial faced. Nolansville is a squad, again, uh, young in their existence, uh, but this has been a dominated rivalry of sorts. Uh, again, just six total meetings, but Page is 5-1 in those meetings, uh, including uh, a sweep in 21. They played twice that year, but last year, Nolansville wins the regular season matchup. Page comes back with a 35-28 victory in the postseason last year. Well, I'm, I'm a big history guy. I was born and raised in Williamson County. I remember when Nolansville did not exist, when Centennial did not exist, right. uh, you know, when Ravenwood did not. So you can go back historically. We can kind of go through each of these programs and the evolutions of all of them. But for Nolansville, they dominated when they were in 4A, making it to the semifinals in consecutive seasons. Uh, some very talented football teams. But as the school continued to grow, they step up into 5A play. Uh, Page now in 5A, Centennial now in 5A. It's created a great local rivalry yeah. to have all, all three of these programs. But as you said, Nolansville stepping up into 5A, they've had to go through Page. Last year, the, the de facto region championship game in the regular season, Nolansville found a way with a stop in overtime at the one-yard line to win that football game. But then in the postseason, like we see so many times, these de facto region championship games, you end up with a rematch in the playoffs and the only one anybody remembers is who wins in the postseason. Yep. Page got that victory, defeated Henry County the next week, make it to their second consecutive state championship game. So what we're talking about here are two of the best programs across the entire state You know, over the last four years. If you look at combined records, you look at regional championships, postseason victories, both of these programs have done a lot of winning. And you, uh, you mentioned it a couple of moments ago. We're going to take a break here in just a matter of moments when the Patriots uh, come out for the national anthem. You prefaced uh, your introduction by saying you're an alum, but you're not a homer. Correct. Some would accuse me, however, of being a Giles County alum and a homer. That's but, okay. But what you're I, allowed to be. But what I'm uh, here to tell you guys is having seen both of these programs in action the last two years, Giles played Nolansville last year, uh, has played Page the last several years, and haven't saw Page this year. Josh County gave Page a great game in week one. You could kind of tell, though, that it was not the same Patriot team that we're going to see tonight. Specifically, you're talking about players on the offensive line, and you're talking about Big Ronan O'Connell, a Clemson commit. He's only playing in his third game of the entire season mm -hmm. here tonight. Sounds like he's going to go the rest of the way. Uh, so this is a different team, but I'm excited to see Page in action tonight because I know they have improved. They had a week two loss in uh, triple overtime, I do believe. Independence. It's an independence. And then they rattled off uh, seven more victories. So this is going to be a terrific showdown. And the fun part about this tonight, folks, is nearly half of the state is in action. So half of the regions will be set tonight. The other half will be set tomorrow night. And of all the games, Mr. Underwood, this was the one. We kind of went a little Sunday night football a little bit. And we said we want to flex. Uh, we want to pick a game that is worthy of the Thursday night coverage of Main Street Preps. And so this is the one that we chose. 
There are a couple other great games. We'll be keeping our eyes on Fairview and White House Heritage. Uh, we will obviously, uh, from a local standpoint, be giving you guys an update on Richland, who needs to get a win at Moore County if they want to get into the postseason. But I've said this a lot of times throughout the year. Can you believe? I said it in August. Can you believe the high school season is here? And then about week five, I said, can you believe we're halfway over? Can you believe we're finally here in late October and the season is finally over? The regular season comes to a close tonight, partner? Well, the tough part of the high school football season, you know, not to bring any negativity into the conversation, but you start the first few weeks are, are so many great non-region matchups. You you can't even, you know, it's like a list of 10 games you want to go to. It's hard to narrow it down to one or two. Middle part of the season, sometimes there's a bit of a lag, mm-hmm. and you're, you're searching for where's the good game at this week. Then you reach the end in these final two weeks of the regular season, and we're back to the, we got 10 games. I don't even know how to pick the best game of the night. Thankfully, as you said, we get a split this week where we get Thursday and Friday, so it gives us the opportunity to make it to a couple of games as opposed to being forced to select just one. But no, I can't believe we're here. And and playoffs start, we got five weeks, then it's going to be over. And it's like, wow, how old are we getting? We've we're getting we're getting old. We're getting long in the tooth. And uh, you and I will discuss some of our history uh, probably as this broadcast unfolds. But, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a commercial break as uh, the Patriots are getting set to bring you your national anthem. And when we come back, we will have your coin toss and we will have the kickoff as you are listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night high school game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We are back in three minutes. At Dixon Tater Shack, we take loaded baked potatoes to a whole new level. We're not just any potato joint. We're the best this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Whether you're a traditionalist who loves classic flavors or a culinary adventurer seeking bold new combinations, we've got you covered. Located at 728 East College Street. Dine in or take out. Follow us on Facebook. Call us at 615-740-7111. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way, 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710, or visit them at moxieservices.com. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. 
We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. Whether you're relocating to the area interested in buying or selling a home or looking for commercial or land properties, the GRO Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GRO Group today. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710. Or visit them at moxieservices.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, who reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. He's Jacob Underwood. I'm Wade Neely saying hello. And the Page Patriots are set to host the Nolansville Knights. Teams are out on the field. And our coin toss is wrapping up. Partner, we are high atop the press box here. Uh, I assume you have been here a number of times. I've been here once or twice. It is a gorgeous night for high school football. Let's get that out of the way first. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for October. It could be uh, 12 degrees right now. Yeah. I mean, we could yeah. we could be 95 degrees right now. You you never know what you're going to get. So 68 or whatever we have right now, this is about perfection. And you and I brought uh, a little bit of everything. I brought long sleeves. I brought a jacket. Uh, so we're we're dressed for just about every occasion. What, what time tonight. is your body clock on right now? Uh oh, great question. Um. I have to get back to you on that. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of back on the United States uh, normal sleep hours, which I keep a little bit later hours, like just yourself. In, just in case the listeners don't know, you were a world traveler recently, so your body clock was all over. Ironically, uh, yes, I did did get to, fortunate enough to travel to London for the Titans game, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Everything except, well, the Titans game. And uh, we are back though, but we did not have a game of the week those two weeks. We had two previously scheduled buys. Uh, because, Jacob, when this Thursday night schedule was announced, uh, we were really operating under last year's rule from the TSSAA that everybody had to have a Thursday night game due to the referee shortage. However, that rule kind of went out the window this year. So, as a result, we had a few weeks where we were unable to bring you guys broadcast. We are going to bring you some basketball coverage uh, as we dip into the month of November and December as the Patriots take the field. And the Patriots will wear black uniforms, tops and bottoms, but they are clad with USA stars and stripes on the shoulder pads and stripes down the sides. These are some sharp unis, as always, for the Page Patriots, my friend. Not to be that old school guy, but remember when you had a home uniform and a road uniform and that was it? 
the, the days of everybody having four or five uniforms for a high school football team, I, I don't love it, but I know the kids do. I, I know they get excited to have the alternate uniforms, so I'm, I'm all for fun. I just like when we had a home and road. The old school style. Well, I'm with I, you. I like the blue Patriot uniform. That, that, just, just saying. Their Patriot uniforms are classic, and uh, these are sharp, though. Numbers are a little difficult to see, but we'll get by. Good luck to you. Yeah, uh, I left my binoculars at home, too. So, Patriots will kick things off. Again, they're in black with uh, stars and stripes. And the Nolansville Knights, just about 30 minutes down the road here, are clad in white uniforms with blue outline and white helmets. Our producer, Justin Kulik, the great one, back from... uh, or back at Parts Unknown, I should say. We, we never really truly like to reveal his location. But he's your producer. Jacob Underwood is our analyst tonight. Thank you again for filling in. Wade Neely saying hello. And at 7.01, Toe has met Leather. We are officially underway in your Thursday night Main Street Preps Game of the Week presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. This is a touchback, and the Nolansville Knights will trot out first and 10 from their own 20. Knights coming into this contest. Again, both teams are 8-1. and one. They do have that region loss to Centennial. If they win tonight, looking at a region championship, neither of these teams, Nolansville could technically, there is one scenario they could finish third, but basically you're looking at a first or second finish for either of these teams. Here comes the offense, led by senior Ty Collins, who has thrown for over 1,500 yards already, and on first and 10, they dump one in the flat. And it is caught on the near sideline. Patriots do a good job pushing out of bounds. About a five-yard pickup there on first and ten. And we might have an early quarterback or number change there. I had everything dialed up for our starting quarterback. But then it looks like we've trotted out another guy, Aaron Sylvester, maybe number three, throwing that ball there. Is that what you're checking out, partner? Checking out a couple of things. We'll have to get clarification. Either way, it's second and five. I, Three is in the quarterback position. He turns and hands it off and stopped right at the line of scrimmage. As many as three Patriots flying to the football. That defensive front was so dominant last week and flying to make the tackle of the ball carrier Tamaska for minimal gain at best. And that's the key we talked about. First down was a nice, easy pass. You get yourself in second and medium. Good situation. If you're going to run up the middle, that's where you got to find success on that play. There was no success to be found. And Tamaska's a great running back. 153 carries, almost 1,000 yards, 13 yards, or 13 touchdowns. He was stuffed. He slips out of the backfield here. Now they toss it to him in the flat. The pass is complete. Now with a full head of steam, but a great open field tackle on that far sideline. The far side Patriot cornerback stepping up and making a good tackle there. And it'll be short of the line to gain. It'll be a punting situation coming up. Good job of staying at home there. You know, Nolansville tried to uh, flood the, the field to the near side, slip him out of the backfield, pick up a first down, but unable to do so. So a punting situation. Nice early three and out here for the Patriots. Not a great punt. Ball bouncing shy of midfield, taking a little pool cue bounce out of play and maybe to the 50. That is a dream start for the Patriots here. Page is at home tonight. Forcing a three and out and a punt. 10.37 remaining. We're in the opening quarter. And the Patriot offense takes over smack dab at the 50-yard line on a far side hash. We, we previewed, you know, talked about the game a week ago for the Patriots. This is exactly how that started out. 
Uh, Centennial had the ball to open the game, did not pick up a first down page, marched down and scored very quickly. So we'll see if the script matches here this week. First and 10, give up the middle. Nice little little tote there. I believe to Cunningham, the ball carrier. And, and we do have confirmation, Wade, that the Nolansville quarterback is out tonight. So that is, the, soft, that is the sophomore backup. Obviously, a, a big developing story going to put Nolansville in a very precarious position. Patriots marching. We know they have a great quarterback. Jonathan Palmer, senior. One of a dozen plus seniors recognized prior to this game for senior night festivities. And second and eight, play is blown dead for an official timeout. Nolansville, as you might expect, they brought a great crowd. Page has their stance completely packed. They've even got the end zones packed down here. And after some sort of delay, we're finally ready to resume play. 10.34 left in this opening quarter. You're listening to Thursday night prep, uh, Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage right here on Main Street Media Radio. Give now uh, toward the left side and running with a full head of steam close to the first down. Nice tote there from McLean Copeland, the junior, and flying over to make the tackle was number 32, Trey McTory. McTory makes the stop, a pickup of five, and it's going to set up third and a long two. Give out of the backfield. Three straight runs, and they might have got there. Needed about the 40, and it looks like the ball will be spotted either right at the 40 or just beyond. You're liking what you're seeing from this Patriot offense early. Well, last week, Page was able to uh, run on their opening possession. Run, 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 touchdown. Uh, first three plays, running the ball. Looks like the uh, same exact early game plan. Cunningham picks up the first. Fresh set it down. Palmer will put it in the air now on first and 10, swinging it in the flat, caught on that far side slot, and now turning up field. Good catch and run for a pickup of about eight yards. And I think that was to Katarba. Calvin, the senior, Calvin Katarba, picks up about nine officially, pushing the ball toward the far side hash. Patriots are moving right to the left here in this opening quarter. This is their first offensive drive, second and one. A lot of plays at their disposal here in this short yardage situation. Sweep to the left, and finally finding daylight is Cunningham. Cunningham is upended, but not before he picks up the first down. McTory makes another tackle, but the Patriots are just using a great surge up front for another first. Able to get uh, outside you know, on both of those plays, first down passing play, second down run play, able to get outside. Athletically, they beat them to the edge, which is a little bit of a surprise that the Patriots' speed is shining here early. Not the fastest team in the state by any stretch. Running up uh, the middle a couple times now to the outside. They go back to the middle. Cunningham now. He slips one man into the next level and finally brought down at around the five. A big burst right up the middle for Cunningham for a first down. to be first and goal from the five. This they're going so fast that we, we'll save the details for later. Palmer quickly, you're right back. They snap it immediately. Give is to Cunningham. He is slightly stuffed here. So I was going to say, Cunningham, a senior, had 165 yards rushing last week. That previous run, we saw him slither. There was just a small hole right up the middle. He was able to make himself small, get through, and then broke a couple of tackles for a gain of about 15. But that's a, a player that has really developed in his career, turned into a pretty good, solid high school running back, and we saw it there. Cunningham for the Patriots and Tomaska for the 
nights. You may think these teams are great aerial teams, and they are, but they got two really good running backs. I believe we have a different quarterback here. Yeah, full house backfield. I think that's Wybush in now at quarterback. And he turns and hands. And Cunningham finds pay dirt. 7.55 in the opening quarter. After a three and out defensively, the Patriots march 50 yards. And Cunningham bruises it in for the score. Just like last week against Centennial, Page gets a defensive stop. Opening possession, marches right down the field for a 50-yard touchdown. Puts a lot of pressure here now on Nolansville very quickly. Going to have to respond or this game could get away in a hurry without your quarterback. 50-yard drive for the Patriots. Extra point. One, good snap, good hold, a good kick. One passing play for, for nine yards and the rest on the ground. 41 rushing yards for the Patriots. It's like we talked about in the opening. Line of scrimmage, offensive line, defensive line for Page. That was going to be the key to the game. If they have success there, could be a very long night. Patriots looking sharp early. 7-0 is your score. We're back in 30 seconds here on Main Street Preps. Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey. I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Patriots are going to kick it off. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Final regular season broadcast for us. Stay tuned, though. We've got some possible postseason plans. We've got some basketball coverage coming your way, all part of Main Street Preps and Main Street Media Radio. Ensuing kickoff here. Destined toward the end zone, and Jacob, it was a dream start for the Patriots. They got that great stop defensively and then marched 50 yards in a hurry, scoring with 7.54 on the clock. We're going to see a lot right here about what Nolansville's plan is and, and where their confidence is and what they can get done offensively because uh, there's no question they saw the, the, the game a week ago. They know that they can't afford to fall behind by any more than these seven points because it just puts too much pressure onto your passing game. Uh, need to get something done right here on first down, get into a positive second down situation. If you're just joining us, Nolansville is without starting quarterback tonight. And on first and 10, they go to Tomaska, and he maybe gets a yard. Yeah, the far side official granting that one yard. But Ty Collins, the senior quarterback, uh, inactive tonight. And so you're looking at Aaron Sylvester who's got some decent reps to his credit, but maybe not in a game of this magnitude for sure. One-yard pickup there for Tomaska, second and nine. Nolensville will spread it out often. They have trip receivers to the right. That's our near side. One-man split far to the left, and now they bring Tomaska out of the backfield. They find it to him. That's his second catch out of the backfield tonight. And he is bruised out at around the 25. Coming up from the secondary, making a good stop for the Patriots there, is Wybush, who was just in at quarterback a moment ago. Page is rolling. It's third and five quickly here, and Nolansville still seeking their first first down of the evening. Again, Page 
in Nolansville with eight and one records. The winner of this game, all but assured of that region championship. If Page wins, they definitely get it. Big third down. Man in motion toward the left. Twins to that side. And now Sylvester finds the receiver who is just in motion, hauling it in and going backwards. Four, now five Patriots swarming to the football. And it's back-to-back three and outs. The Knights look a little flummoxed offensively right now. Looked like there might have been an open receiver for a first down there, but a little bit of hesitation from the sophomore quarterback. Uh, obviously, this is, a, this is a lot of pressure to step into. Um, I'm, I'm thinking first varsity start, and there's a uh, snap over the punter's head out of, out the, of the back, back of, of the, the end zone. zone that's going to be a safety. Partner, I'm glancing at my notes, getting ready to talk about you got a where, lot of no, where, you got, you got where, a lot of numbers to where keep Nolansville up with. is uh, maybe going to turn to offensively, and the snap goes out of the end zone. Nine nothing, your new score. You could not have scripted a better start for Page or a more disastrous start for Nolansville right now. Well, missing Ty Collins, I, I have a feeling this is maybe the the worry that some on that sideline had walking out here is it could get away from you very quickly. Couldn't afford this kind of start. They just look like a a nervous team right now. Well said, my friend. And the thing you wonder about Collins, yes, obviously winning the region would be important and critical tonight, but you wonder about his long-term status and availability because next week they start counting for real. Yeah, and you feel like going up against the the region that they'll face in in the the playoff little 18 bracket, uh, Nolansville will be in an advantageous position regardless of what seed they are. And so perhaps this is a longer play saying we want to win in the playoffs. We can't sacrifice sacrifice rather everything for tonight. So that will be determined. But what we can tell you right now is 545 remaining. Nolansville is going to have to punt it away here to the Patriots on the safety. They will be able to tee it up at the 20. We've seen some great legs throughout Thursday night uh, football this season, but you'd have to have one heck of a leg to flip the field position back. The Patriots return men standing back at their own 25. And they, they were going to get a crack at it a lot closer than that. From the 40 on a hop, there's Wybush. And cutting up field and running to his right out to the Nolansville 41 where the Patriots will take over with 538 remaining in this opening quarter. Tremendous starting position. First possession started at the 50. Now they're starting in plus territory here. Uh, Just nothing going right for Nolansville right now. If you're Page and you don't turn the ball over here, uh, you're in – we're only six minutes into the first quarter, but you're already in such a terrific position. Already up two scores. You only need a handful of yards to even already think about three, but – the way they move the ball on the first drive, let's see what they got in store here. It is a pass in the slot. It is caught. And cutting up field, Nolansville just didn't have anybody in position to be able to bring down the ball carrier, Katarba. You, you can or, see. Excuse me, Weebush throwing it to Katarba there. You can see Page has confidence. They can get on the edge, and athletically, they can beat Nolansville. And that was something you said earlier caught you by surprise a little bit. Yeah, just th- that seems to be the point of emphasis here early. First and 10. They respot it at around the 26, eluding one man in the backfield. There goes Cunningham, and he is off to the races. Ethan Cunningham 
will rumble in his second rushing touchdown. Made one man miss right at the line of scrimmage. Blocked well downfield. Nolansville had no answer. Cunningham was off to the races untouched. Well, that was Jackson Bandy, a senior uh, defensive tackle for Nolansville. Had a chance to make the tackle five yards deep in the backfield. He's the best player on that defense, uh, but unable to make the tackle. As you said, Cunningham slips by him, and boom, 25-yard touchdown. You could, again, not have envisioned a better start on senior night if you are a Page Patriot supporter. The extra point pushes your score to 16 to nothing. And the Patriots will kick it off when Underwood and I return right after this. You are listening to Thursday night football game of the week coverage on Main Street Media Radio. And we are presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We're back in 30 seconds. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Sophomore quarterback Aaron Sylvester. Not sure if he knew uh, when he woke up today what sort of environment he was stepping into, but the backup quarterback trying to fill the shoes of the very talented senior Ty Collins. The Nolansville Knights have struggled. They have yet to record a first down, and the Patriots are flying. It is 16 to nothing here on Main Street Preps. Thursday night game of the week coverage. He's Jacob Underwood. I'm Wade Neely. And it is a packed house and a raucous environment here in Rudderville tonight, partner. Trying to do a little background research on Sylvester. Find out if he's a multi-sport athlete, if he's if he's got a lot of varsity experience in, uh, in any other sport because Stepping in here on a stage like this for your first start would be uh, quite the emotional challenge, especially as just a sophomore. Two rushing touchdowns for Cunningham. And now Sylvester leading the troops out. 16 to nothing, your score. 5.05 remaining. We're here in the very first quarter. A nice give over the left side edge. That is the best play from scrimmage thus far for the Knights. Zion Tamaska. This is a fun kid. We did the game for Giles County last year, and he was called into duty when the starting running back went out. He had a better game than uh, I think most folks thought the starter was going to have that night. He is a very slippery back. He's a, he's a hard runner. Run. Had, a, had 146 yards last week. Very hard runner. They utilize him out of the backfield a lot. Already with two catches tonight, and he picks up six yards here. And they go back to him again, this time up the middle. Right into the teeth of that Patriot defense thus far. He does pick up about two yards, so it's going to be third and short. And I did want to say, it looks like Sylvester stepped in last week, had 16 pass attempts, threw for 92 yards. So he, he something happened in the game a week ago. He gained a lot of experience in their victory over Summit. Uh, so maybe they could settle in here if they pick up this first down. Only need one yard to gain to pick up the first down. You might even be in a situation where you need to go for it here, so... Uh, be interesting. I expect that they'll probably try to run right up the middle here again. 
Not trying to hyperbolize the situation, but this is the biggest play of the ball game thus far. Nolansville desperate for a first down. Third and two. They bring a man in motion. They do give to Tamaska out of the backfield. He needs about the 30 and a half, and he got it by the nose of the football. The officials saying move the chains, and that is the biggest first down of the ball game. The only first down for the Knights, but it's the biggest first down for either team because the Patriots have removed it at will. 3.36 remaining now in this first quarter as Nolansville moves left to right on your Main Street Media radio dials this evening. The key on that was the first down gain that they picked up about seven yards. Need to pick up six or seven yards here again on first down. Allows them to spread it back out again. Twin receivers to the right. They roll that direction, firing over the middle of the field. Oh, in and out of the hands of the defensive back. Four four page defenders with with the same posture of, of shock. Intended for Smotherman. And the defensive back, Hudson uh, Emerson there, the senior, he not only knew he had the interception, he was already thinking about running it back for a touchdown, and he flat out dropped it. And you said it best, partner, three, four defensive backs behind him saying, what are you doing? you got to catch the ball. It's incomplete. Sylvester there, there was an opportunity. It looked like the receiver was open, but the decision-making has to be quicker at the varsity level than maybe what he's accustomed to in JV ball. Short-armed it a little bit there, too. Second and 10 after the incompletion. A lot of movement there. They find a slant, and it's caught. Hauled in, and out across the 40. Now out across the 50. That is Oliver Bender, the sophomore. And Bender, who's made 28 grabs for near 500 yards on the season, on the slant. Pickup of 24, I think. That's a huge, huge play in this ballgame from Nolansville. Get into plus territory. You can kind of just literally feel a sigh of relief. Yes. Some of the air out of the sails of the Patriots sideline, which we're uh, perched atop, but then also you can see a little momentum now developing all across the way. 16-0 is your score. Some of the swagger is back in the step now. Twins to the right. They have a tight end and a receiver to the left. Tight end stays the block. They're loading up, firing downfield, intending again for Bender, and that pass is incomplete. That was a good throw there by Sylvester. It's about a 35-yard pass downfield. Only missed the receiver by about a half a foot. You, you can see the confidence. He stepped into that throw. Receiver had a step on the defender. Opportunity was there. It was intended, actually, for the junior Caleb Farr. Stand corrected there. First target for Farr, and he ran a great route. And, and I'll say on, on Bender, that number 14, that's special at Nolansville. You wear 14, that means something. More on that in a moment. They've had some playmakers as they toss quickly, keeping it in the air. And this pass is hauled in on the far sideline. I think they go back to far there. He makes the grab, cuts up field. 2.06 remaining. We're in the first quarter. Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage is presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Alongside Jacob Underwood and our producer, the great one, Justin Kulik, Wade Neely saying hello. Are we in four-down territory here, Wade? You know, you're beyond midfield, third and eight. I think if you get it within four yards, you maybe think about dialing up a fourth down play. Third down, rolling to his right, Sylvester, loading up, going deep, intended for far, intercepted. One-on-one, and the DB turned into the receiver, and a great interception made on the sideline by the Patriots. 
She's number Justin 13. Bruce hauling it in. You could just kind of see it as the ball was floating and floating. Bruce said, forget guarding this guy. I'm just going to try and go up and catch it, and he hauled it in. The good news is if you're Nolansville, it's that classic uh, arm punt situation because he threw it so deep. But bad news is you turned it over on your most promising drive of the night. Minute 34 remaining in the opening quarter. Patriots are backed up at their own 14. Turn and give to Cunningham. Oh, he was one loose tackle away from popping free yet again as the Knights brought him down. Who's that? Carson Kelly, I think. Number 28, making a great shoestring tackle there. On that play, Page pulled their right tackle, the Clemson commit Ronan O'Connell, but uh, Nolansville able to beat Page to the point of attack. That was an impressive defensive play. Stemming the tide briefly here. Second and ten. Page has gone forward on every play thus far. And they do go forward here, but for a modest gain. In the backfield of Cunningham, who you're right, has just turned into such a workhorse in the last year or two for these Patriots. Back-to-back silver balls in the trophy case in 5A football. Third and five. We're inside of 45 seconds remaining. The Patriots now with a big third down. Nolansville's got a little juice defensively. They're bringing pressure off the right side. Pump faking. Got a man open. Overshot him. The pressure did get home. He didn't make the sack, but he forced that throw to come out a little quicker than Palmer wanted to. Had an open receiver. Could have been a touchdown, but like I said, he had to throw it too quickly. Overshot the open man. That's one of those plays you look back and say, man, we had a big play brewing right there as Henry Kaysen the senior wideout was streaking all by his lonesome, but the pass over his head incomplete. So fourth down, first punting situation of the night for the Patriots. Good stand defensively for the Nolansville Knights here. 16 to nothing, your score. They bring the house, and they, they blocked got it. home. Blocked it partially. It does roll forward. It actually takes a tremendous roll forward out to about the 42-yard line. And is it going to come back? No, I was asking you if we oh. stay here, if we have to take oh, a commercial break. Oh, yeah, break. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll stay here I, late in the quarter. Had, um, had, had heard a week ago Centennial had some confidence. They saw something in the page protection. They thought they could get home. They were unable to, but Nolansville clearly saw it because they bunched up right at the middle there, and they found a way to get home. Right before the snap, I saw you kind of pointing and wiggling, saying, hey, here they come. And they brought it from a couple different directions, and it got home on the left side. Now you're right back where you were when the interception happened. Yeah, you're exactly right. Right at the 42. 19 seconds, all that remains. 16 nothing. your score. Nolensville had a little momentum offensively on its last drive before a deep interception. They give to Tamaska here. He stretches it to his left, and then there's nowhere to go. Bottled up by four Patriots who continue to play well up front. And that may take us to the end of the quarter. And I believe it will. And there's a great tackle kind of leading the charge there for the Patriots. Hazard, who we talked about in our pregame, Eric Hazard, the junior, takes us to the end of the quarter. It was a great first period for the Page Patriots. They lead this contest 16 to nothing. Nolansville will have it second down. When we come back in one minute, you're listening to Main Street Prep's Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests. 
and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710. Or visit them at moxieservices.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We come back, and on second down, out of the timeout, first play of the second quarter, Nolensville goes backwards. They ran a fake reverse, and it looked like they were going to pass, but brought down in the backfield all the way at the 50. Alongside Jacob Underwood and our producer, the great one, Justin Kulik, Wayne Neely saying good evening. 16-0 Page leads. Nolensville had a little momentum, but now all of a sudden it's third down. Third and 17 from the 50. Tamaska goes uh, toward the sideline, and they don't snap it, so they're going to take a timeout. And since we just arrived, we'll stay right here. Jacob, let's break things down. First quarter, Page got off to a fantastic start. They got the three and out defensively. They quickly scored. They got another three and out, and then a safety on a botched punt snap, and they scored again, 16-0. But Nolensville, after those two kind of drives, they look very shook. They kind of seem like they're finding their uh, sea legs a little bit right now, but we got a big third down coming up out of this timeout. Well, you you've start a fresh quarter, so you have the opportunity to, to discuss what you want to do. They pulled the trick play out there on second down as we were coming back from the commercial break. It got blown up just seems like they don't have a ton of confidence in, in what they're doing right now and uh, puts you in a very negative situation here. Third and 17. They just had to burn their first time out. See what they draw up here. Sylvester giving ground, firing, and incomplete. And a late penalty comes in. And unfortunately for Nolensville, uh, on the play at least, looked like they kind of just gave up on the route, did Bender, the receiver, but I think they might get bailed out on a very late penalty flag. And that's a that's going to be a tough call against the Patriots there. Mm. That, that just, ball just because it was so late and it looked like it was uncatchable. I'm saying it did appear to be overthrown by a good five yards or so. That was certainly the argument that the Page coaching staff here was making. And Sylvester kind of just chunked it deep off his off his back foot. Yeah, just I was getting ready to say, even if you were throwing it deep, hoping to get a penalty, they didn't <laughs> execute it even that very well. But it ends up working out, and it'll be so marked off I, very in, close to the first down. So that was just a ten yard penalty. I don't, I'm confused by what what got called right there. It is third down. It is not a first down. Just a spot foul there. And they send Tamaska out of the backfield. He hauls it in. And he needed a block. He got it. And now he's got to fight for his life and fight for the yardage. Man, he's going to be close. Tamaska had no business picking up that first down. But just sheer will and determination. 
This guy's like a bowling ball out of the backfield, and he picks up the first down by about an inch or two. We are tasked with painting the picture for the listener. That's about as hard as you will see somebody run for maybe, it was about four yards right there? Every bit. Had had to break three tackles. Hard tackle. That was a hard run right there. He absolutely had no business getting that first down. Patriots had as many as three guys in the area, but he just... It's the old term, he wanted it more. He just, Yeah, he just battled for it, partner. Tight end is set over to the left and maybe thinking about dumping it to him now to the right. Sylvester's running out of room, and he's brought down. Hogtied in the backfield. Patriots flying and just eventually sending Sylvester down. They say he fumbled the ball at the end of the play, but it goes out of bounds. Maybe an effort to try to throw the ball forward to avoid the sack. But that was one of those where the, the indecision, you got to get rid of the ball quicker. You know, there was a, sort of a flood route, had three receivers in the area, just had too much hesitation over where he wanted to go with the ball and ends up taking a sack. One of the better defensive players for the Patriots, Caden Walker, never gave up on the play on the backside pursuit. Second and 14 after they mark it off. Trips now to the left for Sylvester. Damascus in the backfield. He's a threat to catch at any time. They fake it to him, and now they dump one. It is caught. Spin move at the 30. Nice little circle button, as they like to say. And that spin move allows an extra yard or two for Landon Smotherman, one of the leading receivers, the junior. Has it close now to a first down. It's going to be third and about four here. 16 to nothing. The Patriots lead, but the Knights are on the move. Here's where you probably get into a four-down territory situation. Two calls to pick up this first down. This is not going to be a field goal game at this point. You need seven points. This is your best opportunity of the game thus far. Patriot fans coming to life. You're right, partner. I think you're going to need two stops here. Let's see what Nolensville draws up. Third and four. They're going to draw up a timeout. Nolensville will take a timeout. We're going to take a break as well. This will be a 30-second timeout, 8.39 remaining in the second quarter. 16-0 your score. Patriots lead when we come back in 30 seconds. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage. Our final regular season broadcast. Stay tuned. We might have a... A little postseason action coming your way. We definitely will have a basketball game or two coming your way. Big play, third and four here. The Nolensville Knights trail 16 to nothing. They're near the red zone for the first time. Sylvester play fakes. Now he's going to fire across his body. What a throw. What a throw. First what down. a catch. And there was a flag to boot. I don't see any way in which Nolensville... Let's check the flag. I was going to say, unless this flag is against Nolensville somehow. Man, it's holding on the Patriots. 
So absolutely smothered on the coverage there, but a great throw and a great catch is a first down all the way for the Knights. Nolensville took that timeout, made sure they ran the play that they wanted. That was a confident throw from Sylvester right there. You, you can see that they knew that was that was the throw that he was most comfortable making, and it was a great catch there. And how about that? It was sophomore to sophomore, Sylvester to Bender there. A little glimpse into the future, perhaps. So Nolensville with signs of life offensively now. 16-0, the Patriots lead, but the biggest drive thus far of the ball game. Fresh set of downs. They turn. They give to Tabasco. Oh, my word. He is swallowed up in the backfield, flying to the football. And during the commercial, we said we got to give these Patriots, especially the guys up front, a little more love, partner, because they are playing their tails off. What? Well, Brendan Ains there, as I say, this Patriot defense with, with uh, Ains and with Hazard as the outside linebackers on, on both sides, they make it difficult for whoever they're playing, run game, pass game. Last week they had felt like about 12 sacks on the Centennial quarterback, and right there he beat that, that tackle to the, to the point of attack and just backfield, boom. Sets up second and 12. Nolansville desperate for points here. They throw to the end zone, miscommunication on mm. the route there. And the pass is incomplete. Very fortunate that that was not intercepted because the closest uh, the closest player on the field was the page safety. Nearly came away with an interception there. Like you said, clear miscommunication. Got to ask you the question, what do you think this situation here is for Nolansville now, third and long? How do you attack these, these next two plays? You know, that's a, that's a tough situation because you're trailing by two scores. Page is set to get the football to start the second half. We were just talking about how these, these high school offenses move so fast. This is the first time we've seen Nolansville really slow down. Play clock under 10 here. They've taken their time, made sure they had the play they wanted. They bring a man in motion to the left. Trips now to that side. Sylvester will throw to the left. And a first catch of the night for the big bruising tailback, or excuse me, H-back Carano. And he's brought down for a minimal gain. And it was third and 12. It's going to be fourth and nine. Looks like the field goal unit is coming on. It was a really good play design. He was open, but that's it's just it's tough. You gotta you gotta catch the ball and turn up field very quickly. And uh, it just took him a second to kind of find his footing there. And so now JD Coleman will try it out. It is gonna be a field goal, about a 30 yard, a 32 yarder. Kind of a chip shot that's fading, fading. And he pushed it. Mm. Off to the right, and oh my word, 6.58 remaining. The two most promising drives of the night for Nolensville come up with no points. An interception a moment ago, and now a missed field goal from about 32 yards away. Coleman just pushed it off to the right. Senior number 15, Tyler Rose, you could see the frustration for Nolensville senior there. You could, you could see the frustration at the result of that play. Nolensville did so much right to get into that situation, had a chance to come away with very critical points, unable to do so. Now Page has a chance to almost put this game away if they scored a touchdown here. And Nolansville was out of sorts defensively, and mm. they're going to have to burn their third time out. We're going to take a break as well. 6.58 remaining. We're in the second quarter. Patriots of Page leading this game. 
16 to nothing again, your score. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710. Or visit them at moxieservices.com. I tell you what, folks, 658 remaining here in the second quarter. Our producer, Justin Kulik, he brings uh, a great musical palette on our, our drops coming back in. But we've got the uh, student section just bumping right below us here for Paige. And they are fired up after a missed field goal. Gives the Patriots news life here. Nolansville very dejected. And on first and 10, the Patriots go right back to the ground from the 20, carving it up to the 25. It'll be second and five. You know you're not going to get a lot of opportunities at red zone points if you're Nolansville. So to come away with nothing there, I just think we really have to emphasize the point that that is a really dejecting moment in this game. You worked so hard, had a chance to get points, and were unable to. Toss in the slot. It is caught by Page out across the original line of scrimmage, now out across the new line of scrimmage, and finally pushed out of bounds at around the 30 which should be enough. Yep, out to the 32. That's a fresh set of downs. Nice swing pass there for the first. Everything Page did a week ago against Centennial has carried over into this game. You know, I walked away from their victory over the Cougars thinking they could make it back to the 5A state championship game for a third year in a row. The way they're playing here tonight, both sides of the football, we're, we're seeing a team that's playing the best at the end of the season just like they need to. And this will be... Given in the backfield and a great tackle, open field tackle by Carson Kelly, the junior. Final week of the regular season. Again, Nolansville, if they win and Centennial wins, they win the region. If Nolansville wins and Hillsboro wins, they win the region. Page is a little more straightforward. If they win, they got this baby sewed up. Second and eight. Palmer will roll to his left, firing across his body. Beautiful ball, great route downfield, and still on his feet, out across the opposing 30. Finally pushed down at around, well, they say he stepped out just prior, but he's still out to the 36-yard line. And that is a great pass downfield across his body by Palmer. Wide open for a gain of 32 yards and a first down. Great job of downfield blocking by the page receiver. They'll uh, help them pick up probably 12 additional yards on that play. I think that was Copeland on the catch there. And they go right back to the ground. They go right back to Cunningham. To say page is moving with pace would be kind of understating it. They are quickly. But they do a great job of getting the defense, you know, kind of on their heels. Successful pass play, hurry to the line of scrimmage, kind of got them spread out a little bit, and then a run right up the middle. Plenty of room, pick up of about six yards. They kind of slow it down here. They're almost on the verge of scoring too fast if there were such a thing. And now they throw in the slot and bottled up, at least briefly. Now, finally, the Cavalry arrives as a good job there by Josh Hicks, who made the initial would-be tackle, and then he had to hang on for dear life after he couldn't quite bring down the ball carrier. 
He read Pick that, up of one there. Read that play perfectly. Like you said, didn't make the initial tackle. Probably could have had him for a loss of uh, two or three yards there. So it's third and four. 4.45 to go. Patriots are moving left to right in this second quarter. Just got the handoff away, and Cunningham is stuffed. Cut down in the backfield by Jackson Rigdon. Rigdon's a senior, and now you got a decision here if you're head coach Charles Rathbone. Been the Patriot coach since 2012. He's been in this situation probably a time or two. And I'm not necessarily a betting man, but if I were, Mr. Underwood, I'd say at least right now this offense is still out on the field. Going to go for it. Yeah, and they snap it quickly. I thought they might bleed some time. Palmer now, he's wide open, nearly stepping across the line of scrimmage. Now he fires in and out of the hands of his intended receiver. Palmer could have easily ran for the first. He was nearly beyond the line of scrimmage when he threw the ball, but he's had a de beautiful delivery and just quite couldn't find Katarba on the catch there. Mm, that was a touchdown if he is able Absolutely. to haul that in. You're right. There were there were a multiple ways to pick up the first down there. He went for the for the bundle, so to speak. Shout out to Jonathan Hutton. He went for the <laughs> bundle, and that would have been a touchdown if he could have hauled that in. Oh, tough break there for the Patriots. Nolansville back to work here. Their last two drives have been impressive, but have yielded zero points. But that was a nice, simple, just a little four-yard stop route. Unable to break the tackle, but you get yourself in second and six. Nolansville offense, you know, we're trying to find something still. If you could get points here, it would give you life going into halftime. Points would be great. I was just getting ready to say, at a minimum, though, you just want to make sure this is at a 16 yes. nothing. Yes. Uh, still two possessions. 3.25 to go. The clock rolling. Remember, Nolansville is out of timeouts. Paige has all three of uh, their timeouts here. Good job of going slow and letting the play clock run down here. Sylvester moving uh, the personnel around. He snaps it with one second. Turns, hands to Tamaska, who is brought down immediately. Seated and greeted very quickly by the Patriots. Just flying to the football there. Brendan Ains, the linebacker, fails to gain a yard, uh, fails to yield a yard, and it's third and six. I was going to say, maybe surprise Paige not taking a timeout here, but their offense has been so efficient, you can score in two minutes. And getting the ball to start the second half. If you're Paige, worst-case scenario, you get the halftime up 16-0. It's a pretty good half. Trips to the right. Tamaska is lined on the right side, hip of Sylvester. They play it safe. They go to mm. Tamaska. And he has stood up right at the line of scrimmage. He might end up losing a yard. And Charles Rathbone, Patriots Don't. head coach, and there's the timeout call. And they grant the timeout with 2.09. 16 nothing. your score. We'll take a 30-second timeout. It's fourth down when we come back. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Watch it. Did that guy even see that girl on her bike? 
just like looking for other cars before switching lanes, drivers should keep their eyes out for those traveling on bikes. When a crash occurs between a vehicle and a bike, it's the cyclist who is most likely to be injured. Give cyclists room and do not pass too closely. Riders have the same rights and responsibilities as those behind the wheel. Be aware, be alert. Brought to you by THSO, the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Two oh nine remaining. Page took a timeout. And Nolansville, your dream goal there would have been points, but at a minimum you'd like to pick up a first down or two and milk some clock and get this game to halftime sixteen to nothing. That's in danger. And special teams has been a bit of an adventure for Nolansville. But they do get a clean punt away. No one is back for Page. And that's unfortunate for Nolansville because it kind of ends up taking a sideways roll. If you got any sort of roll right there, you'd have tremendous defensive field position. But as it is, Page takes over. All right, Mr. Underwood, it's at the 36. You got 158 to go and you got two timeouts. I'm not going to say that's an eternity, but with the way Page has moved the ball, you got a lot of options at your disposal here. My guess is they'll start a little conservative here with the run play, see how much you gain, and then make your decisions from there. The one thing you don't want to do is give the ball back to Nolansville with any time left. You're up 16. You know, this is your... What do we know? They go empty backfield, yeah, back yeah. and they throw it, and it is complete. Whoa, big tackle on that far sideline. There's your guy, Jackson Bandy. Just a great football name. I imagine Jackson's still frustrated about that missed tackle in the first quarter. Yeah, if you just joined us, two rushing touchdowns, the second of which for Ethan Cunningham. Bandy had him wrapped up and couldn't haul it in. Another empty backfield look. Pocket kind of breaking down. Palmer flushed and now just fires it toward the sideline. Incomplete. I know that it's it's become common across high school football now, but does it amaze you to watch these offenses and the evolution that we go from a, a run-based offense for most of this half? Suddenly we're in an empty backfield. For Paige, everything just looks comfortable. And you see that at a lot of high schools now, but Back when you and I were in high school, you didn't see that. We had about three different offensive formations and maybe 15 to 20 plays. More on that in the second part. There's, there's a lot that's changed since back when we were in high school. As they throw, and they lost a man wide open downfield. And that is an absolute gift of a first down. Page completes one out across the 50 to the 48-yard line. And the Nolensville Knights on a third down just flat out blew their coverage. We, we talked about how good this page team has been playing the last two weeks these last couple possessions we've seen palmer now three really good throws you said the, the receiver was open but palmer steps up makes a nice throw for the first down first and 10 pressure coming palmer now flushed he will run now and nice tiptoeing down the sideline what what could be a game changer for the first down or close to it sorry for page going into the playoffs of this if he has his confidence, as you said on the previous possession, he could have run for a first down right there. It was hesitant to do it, but he did. And looks like a very quick quarterback to me. You know, a lot is, uh, as they have an official timeout here to discuss things, 52 seconds remaining. Are we going to talk about all the things that have changed? Is that what you were getting to? Uh, well, yes. Uh, number one, I was getting ready to go with that. Back in the, the, the Giles County, we were Let's just put it this way. Josh Kenny's not very good uh, back in, in my era. 
you mentioned three, four formations. I don't know that we had three or four plays. Uh, oh, oh. It was kind of just toss left, toss right type situation. That was football back in, in that era. And, and surprisingly and we're enough, not even that old. Surprisingly either. enough, we actually had some halfway decent uh, players that could take a toss to the right. And it would never work to the right, but they could score a touchdown 80 yards to the left if uh, the blocking was there every now and again. Page also has kind of undergone a renaissance after really kind of, I'm not going to say toiling in mediocrity, but a lot of 500-type years in the mid-2000s. Rathbone takes over in 2012. They struggle to get things going. And then right around 2017, 2018 is when things start to really take off. And back-to-back runner-up finishes at the 5A level. They got this place rocking. This is the longest official timeout I think I've ever seen. Page went into a full huddle there. They break the huddle with 15 seconds. Minute 10 on the clock. They have it at the 39-yard line. A lot of pressure coming. Means someone's open downfield, and they find him. Caught on a deep slant. McLean Copeland hauls it in. Page has it now at the 20-yard line. They are well within field goal range. Another impressive throw by Palmer there. Man, that was a great rope right there, just standing tall in the pocket. Cunningham's in the backfield. They give it to him. And after the first down, Page runs forward for a couple here. Now they will take their second charge timeout. We'll stay right here with 49 seconds to go. Patriots 
have a first down with three seconds to go on the clock. Uh, sorry again, a brief technical difficulty there. We'll get that adjusted at halftime for you. I think there was a clock issue. I believe there's more time on the – yeah, there it is. Okay. I was going to say, it did not feel like three seconds well, were remaining. For those who, who couldn't see, and that would be everybody but me, you, you were having to uh, sort of play audio engineer. You were uh, the technical director for a brief moment and trying to do play-by-play all at the same time. I didn't realize how talented you were. Well, uh, also having to read the numbers from up here, keep up with the with who makes the tackle, who makes the catch. I mean, you, you, I talented guy. I didn't bring that much cash, partner, and you're it, uh, you're buttering me up here. Nah, they, it's, they restarted on the house. They restarted with 39 seconds. Palmer's going to roll to his left. He has a man at the five. Needs one break tackle. End zone. Bursting in on the left. The Patriots get a massive touchdown to make it a three-score game right before the half. Palmer tossing one toward Calvin Katarba, and Katarba brought it in at the four. He had a little work to do, but he had big dreams, and he kept his legs moving and rides his way into the end zone for the score. 22 to nothing. The Patriots tack on a third touchdown here in the half. As the extra point is up, the extra point is good. That is a massive score just before the break, my friend. As we said at the start of that possession, worst case scenario, you go to halftime up 16 to nothing, but able to cash in on that drive up 23 nothing. Now you start the second half with the ball for Paige. You feel like there is another region championship here in your fingertips just a few minutes away from, from closing one out. That's, that's a game-changing sort of drive. When you talk about, you know, kind of everything that transpired in the last six minutes of that quarter there, Nolansville had their opportunities, but now Page is in, in a, a strong position. The Patriots are rolling, and the Knights... And you're, and you're doing play-by-play and audio engineer at the same time. Here. Well, uh, I've been doing this for a while. I know. And... Uh, our producer, Justin Kulik, he earns his paycheck every Thursday night as well. Now, I guess the only question here is you got 32 seconds left. Paige doesn't try anything crazy here. Keep in mind, I cover Giles County, and, and an onside kick is not really out of the equation here for Giles County. I think the Patriots have a little more respect uh, for the Knights, and they're going to probably boot it deep here. Or maybe a squib at worst, but... This is a knuckling kick, and it bounces at the five, and Tomasco watches it go into the end zone. He had a chance to pick it up, and he elected to let it ride there. So Probably would have been ill-advised to pick that up. That took a, a pretty strong bounce and hook. If he had fielded that, I don't know if he gets back to the 20, because it would have taken a, a long time for that play to develop. I mentioned Giles County has played both of these teams in the last two years. Three years ago, the first meeting with Nolansville, the game swung on a Giles County kick return for touchdown. They played two really tight ball games versus Nolansville the last two years, and they played a very tight game that went to overtime versus Page this year. They give the Tomasco on first and ten. He's running toward the sideline, but he really is not looking to get out of bounds. Patriots make a stop. Again, Page... Scores 16 in the first quarter. They add a late touchdown, and they get the ball to start the second half. 
Nolensville moved the ball very well on its third and fourth drives. Came away with an interception and a missed field goal. And now they're going to take it to the break. Jacob Underwood, that is a tremendous first half for Page. Getting it done on offense, getting it done on defense, and the special teams playing well as well. And they lead it 23 to nothing. Pretty comprehensive first half performance here by the Page Patriots. Again, seeking another region championship. And the Knights playing with a backup quarterback, yes, but they looked the part at times. But you know they got to be frustrated with the way those two drives ended right before the half. Certainly frustrated, not only with the way that those drives ended, but you know, early in those first two page possessions, there were some missed opportunities for Nolansville to to make a stop and, and to sort of give their offense a little bit of time to find their footing. It was obvious early that there was a, a little lacking of confidence. They came in a bit intimidated as they started to find themselves. If the defense had made another early stop, I think Nolansville would have been in a much better position. And that third score makes it 23 to nothing. As you're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, we're going to kick it back to our producer, Justin Kulik, for a three-minute timeout. After that, we will return. We'll break down the first half, and we will swing it around the mid-state with scores of interest, and we'll also get you prepped for Friday night as the second half of the TSSAA schedule kicks off tomorrow night. It's the final week of the regular season. And here at the break, it's the Page Patriots 23, the Knights of Nolansville 0. We're back right after this in three minutes on Main Street Preps, Thursday night game of the week coverage. Back in just a moment. At Dixon Tater Shack, we take loaded baked potatoes to a whole new level. We're not just any potato joint. We're the best this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Whether you're a traditionalist who loves classic flavors or a culinary adventure seeking bold new combinations, we've got you covered. Located at 728 East College Street. Dine in or take out. Follow us on Facebook. Call us at 615-740-7111. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Let's visit with... It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. 
What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710. Or visit them at moxieservices.com. Coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Wade Neely sitting in the saddle. Scott Stewart is out tonight. He has uh, been designated for assignment, as it were. He's down in uh, Lynchburg this evening as our Richland uh, broadcast on Pulaski Citizen Live. We were short an announcer tonight. We hope you have a safe and speedy recovery, Mark Mize. Scott said not to worry. I'll step in and help out there. So Scott's helping out there. And Jacob Underwood... Our good friend is uh, filled in. He's actually gone down to the field to check in and see really on the uh, mood of the Nolansville Knights as your score here at the break. It's page 23 and Nolansville zero. Game got off to a fantastic start if you're a supporter of Page as the Patriots got a three and out and then promptly scored. And then the Knights... On their second drive, we're also held three and out. Safety on the uh, punt there as it goes into the end zone over the head of your punter. Nine-nothing is your score. The Patriots get the ball back. They march right down the field. Ethan Cunningham scores a second rushing touchdown. That very talented Page running back has two TDs. Second one coming from 25 yards out. So your new score is 16 to nothing. At that point, however, Nolansville finally starting to move the football. They went three and out on their first two drives, but drives three and four made a little noise. They got near the red zone on both drives. Uh, first drive ended with a long pass play that was intercepted, kind of served as a punt. And then the fourth drive came up empty in their only chance for points. They had a choice to go for it or to kick a field goal. They opted for a 31-yard field goal. Pushed it off to the right. And then Page uh, had to punt. Nolensville uh, was unable to get much going. And they punted it back. And then the Patriots kicked it into high gear. And they scored right before the half on a nice little pass play from quarterback Jonathan Palmer to your receiver, Calvin Katarba. And the Patriots lead this game 23 to nothing. Patriots uh, band, always a treat. Nolansville's band is, I'm not going to uh, try and uh, sugarcoat things, folks. Nolansville's band is absolutely out of this world. And uh, they're getting ready to bring the noise here. And so uh, we are going to take a time out and enjoy a little bit of that. But both of these bands are great. But Nolansville's band is if you've had not had a chance, it's worth going to the football game. I kid you not, just to see the band's performance. And uh, they're getting ready to do their thing. The Patriots band will do its thing. And we are going to take a timeout. 
Again, your score, it is page 23, Nolensville 0. You are listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented all season long by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. We are back in three minutes. At Dixon Tater Shack, we take loaded baked potatoes to a whole new level. We're not just any potato joint. We're the best this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Whether you're a traditionalist who loves classic flavors or a culinary adventurer seeking bold new combinations, we've got you covered. Located at 728 East College Street. Dine in or take out. Follow us on Facebook. Call us at 615-740-7111. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way, 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710. Or visit them at moxieservices.com. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. Whether you're relocating to the area, interested in buying or selling a home, or looking for commercial or land properties, the GR Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GR Group today. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're gonna take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710, or visit them at moxieservices.com. Twenty-three nothing is your score. We are at 
Halftime here on Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. And with Paige leading and set to receive the second half kickoff, this game, which is crazy to think about, you know, we had our choice uh, in this Main Street Preps final uh, week of the regular season uh, of games. And on paper, this is one that really you're thinking is uh, going to be a good one. Sometimes they just don't go according to plan, and uh, unfortunately, this is uh, one of those situations as Paige is kind of dominated. That's not a slight on Nolansville. Again, if you're just joining us, Nolansville is without its starting quarterback, and they kind of just looked a little flustered in uh, their first two drives for sure, both offensively and defensively. And so... Uh, not for nothing there. The Knights have kind of struggled to find their sea legs, but they have kind of right at the ship. And once they did so, uh, they kind of got back in this game, but Page was already up 16 nothing at that point. And the Patriots tack on another score to make it 23 to nothing. Jacob Underwood should be joining us in just a matter of moments. So what we're going to do is we're going to take our final break here. Uh, during this segment, we're going to take a two-minute timeout. And when we come back, we will be ready to swing it around to mid-state with scores of interest. All that and much more coming your way in two minutes. You're listening to Main Street Prep's Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. At Dixon Tater Shack, we take loaded baked potatoes to a whole new level. And we're not just any potato joint. We're the best this side of the Mason-Dixon line. Whether you're a traditionalist who loves classic flavors or a culinary adventurer seeking bold new combinations, we've got you covered. Located at 728 East College Street. Dine in or take out. Follow us on Facebook. Call us at 615-740-7111. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're gonna take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710, or visit them at moxieservices.com. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. 
We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. Whether you're relocating to the area interested in buying or selling a home or looking for commercial or land properties, the GRA Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GRA Group today. Here on A3 Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage as Jacob Underwood has rejoined us. He's got him a little snack. He got down field level. Uh, you know, that's that's also the beauty of radio is I never really tell the audience at home what our analyst is doing down at field level. And I didn't I didn't keep eyes on you. Um, but I, I do know on Friday nights when Chris Bledsoe goes down field level, uh, you would think he's going down and he's maybe even talking to the coaches and he's doing all this, but he's really just making a beeline toward the restroom. So, But you came back with snacks. You were charged up for the second half. And uh, I hope you're charged up, my friend. We've got Paige up 23 to nothing here, but this is not the only game in town. As we've mentioned several times, there's a bevy of games across fill, fill the state. Fill me in. What's happening? Fill me I, in. I'm going to do my best. And what I try and do is I try. And, there was a, a, a great Twitter account years ago. I've heard, uh, I've heard of this Twitter account. Yeah, you may have even had something to do with that. But Zone Scores uh, of 104.5 to Zone fame uh, was a fantastic Twitter account. But we use uh, technology to the best of our ability. Here we go. Scores from uh, East Tennessee. We start Gatlinburg Pittman leading Chucky Doak, which is always just fun to say, 35-7. to Uneka leads Cloudland, 14 nothing. Uneka. That's fun to say. Also fun to say. And they're up. Uh, on Cloudland, even though they're two and seven, and Cloudland's five and four. North Green leads Cosby, fourteen to nothing. A final already. Tennessee defeats Daniel Boone, twenty-one to fourteen. A lot of volunteer pride in that matchup there. Sevier County knocks off Davy Crockett, uh, or at least is going to. They're up forty-three to fourteen. That game is in the fourth quarter. Jellicoe leading Hancock County, twenty-eight to zero. Cock County, uh, twenty-eight to six, I should say. Morristown West leading Cock County, forty-two to nothing. Pigeon Forge over Claiborne, 22-7. to Again, these games are in the third or the fourth quarter unless we say a final. The, uh, West Ridge, 21. Morristown East, 21-14. to Big game of interest uh, for the Giles County fans of the world. Alcoa leads Kingston. Alcoa suffered a loss last week. You know, it's funny when people say, oh, my goodness, Alcoa lost. And, yeah, they lost, but they also lost to 6A Marable, who's, uh, you know, one of the, also the, the premier teams in the state. But the fact that they even lose a game is big news. But then when you pick, factor in they lose to their rivals in 6A, it kind of puts it in context a little more. Yeah, but this year was a little bit of a surprise, Wade. This Marable, Marable team, down a little bit. They are down compared to where they were under George Corals. They're actually down quite a bit. Um, Alcoa, you know, without Coach Rankin as well, uh, but they've continued to be really strong. I mean, I think Alcoa could probably go ahead and hand them a state championship. Pretty much. And, you know, that was the big question about Giles County when they were slotted for 3A. Do you stay in 3A or do you jump up to 4 just so you don't have to play Alcoa? Like Pearl Cone did. And a lot of teams have thought about that over the years. Giles County elects to stay in 3A. And it's good news, bad news. Good news is, you know, you're probably going to have a cakewalk in your region schedule. And you're probably going to go to the semifinals every year. The bad news is you're going to have to play Alcoa in the semifinals every year. And Giles County, you can make the case, has had good enough teams that should have at least earned a trip to Chattanooga for the state championship. 
uh, at least last year potentially, or two years ago, I should say. But unfortunately, they got to play him in the semifinals, so no hardware there. But Alcoa leads Kingston. Technically, that's the region championship game tonight, 35 to nothing. Bradley Central over Bearden. That game's in the fourth quarter, 39 to 14. Coalfield leading Rockwood, 27 to uh, 12. Greenback over Oliver Springs, tied with Oliver Springs at halftime, 14 all. How about my boys? I got to give a shout out to uh, your good friend, Shay Shannon, former Bobcat legend. He is the head basketball coach and athletic director at Harriman and the Blue Devils. Close out their season with a 42-0 win over Sunbright this evening. Knoxville Halls leads Knoxville Central 31-21. Oakdale leads Midway 20-0. And Powell and East, or excuse me, Powell and West in a big matchup there. That's 17-7. Now we're kind of slowly starting to get into the games uh, of, of teams at least some of our listeners are familiar with here. Chattanooga Central leading McMinn Central. That is 36-21. That's a big game uh, for Giles County's playoff possibilities. More on that later. Sale Creek over Copper Basin, 49 to nothing. Lenore City has defeated Carnes, 55-13. Chattanooga Prep is leading Lookout Valley, 30 to nothing. Your score there. Miggs County and Tyner Academy, those are two teams that Giles County could play down the road. And Miggs currently leads it. They're undefeated, but it's a close game. It's 13-6. That game is in the second half. Uh, similar region. Brainerd leads Sweetwater 14-7. Now we get into the mid-state. Watertown and Community. Watertown just all over Community, 56 to nothing. Ray County has already defeated East Hamilton uh, by a count of 29-8. Franklin County leads Spring Hill in a battle of two and seven teams, 25-14. Moore County, that's the game we were keeping our eyes on. We hadn't had many updates from Scott Stewart. That's because Moore County's been scoring a lot of points. They lead at 42-7. to Again, Richland had to win that game and get some help to get into the playoffs. So it does not look like a second straight playoff berth for the Raiders. Shelbyville and Tullahoma, a big matchup tonight. And those are teams that Page or Nolansville will see in the future. And Shelbyville currently leads Tullahoma 14-7 to at halftime. Yeah, that's a, that's a big matchup, and I'm very thankful that those two teams are playing in the same region for a state champion. I'm sorry, for a region championship, because there were years where they were in different classifications. So exciting to have them back competing in a meaningful way. White House Heritage and Fairview, we do not have a score just yet. Uh, we will get you one as quick as we can. Franklin, do not sleep on the Admirals, my friend. They knocked off uh, – a team that escapes me last week. There's their first win in like 27 games. They defeated Mount Juliet. That's right. And they defeated Mount Undefeated Juliet. Mount Juliet. You are correct. And you know, if Franklin won, that would be two games in a row. And you know what they call that. My friend, they call that a winning streak. And it has happened before. Franklin is leading John Overton 21-6. to I can't believe I forgot it was Mount Juliet. I knew it was a powerhouse. Uh, forgive me, folks. McKenzie leads West Carroll 21 to nothing. Again, your score here is Page 23, Nolansville 0. And... That kind of gets into all of the games of uh, in our coverage area. However, halftime in Division Two, Brentwood Academy and NBA, 14-14 is your score there. Springfield and Beach, look out. That was a game we thought about maybe picking up for uh, a flex on this Thursday night. 10-10 is your score there in the second half. Springfield has not been on the same level as they were for, for maybe the last half decade, five seasons or so. I'm surprised by that result. Beach needs a victory in that game to secure the region. Brentwood Academy again at NBA. That was the game that was initially on our calendar. Uh, and with all due respect to the Eagles and NBA there, we elected to do this game instead. It's 14-14. Uh, 
go figure. What do we know? Uh, we thought this game would be a little bit of a closer contest, but that is the close one there. Columbia Academy, our good friend Mo Patton is covering that one tonight. Uh, they lead Grace Christian Franklin 28-7. to my, and my, my buddy Mo and I are still mourning the Braves. Cool, man. I saw, you rolled up with the hat. I have uh, officially retired all my Astros gear until uh, next, uh, hopefully, October. Once a fan, always a fan. Uh, yeah. I am not a front runner like Bryce Harper. Fair, well, well played, my friend. No, no, I mean, he didn't hear me say that. He, he, it's he too did, bad. He did not hear it's too you. bad. Uh, no recordings in the locker room, <laughs> please. Bad. But uh, that does, I think, wrap up our schedule. And a little bonus coverage, just why not. Uh, state tournament scores in soccer. Greenville in the semifinals defeats Signal Mountain 3 0. Uh, Bearden knocks off Franklin 3 uh, 1. Liberty Creek knocks off Kingston 2 1. Merrill Hyde over Westview 2 0. Uh, Ravenwood defeats Collierville 1 0. Partner, I'm scrolling through here. I don't notice the Page Lady Patriots in the uh, semifinals, at least. Must have met an early round exit. And you. We've uh, talked about the success of a lot of teams. They were recognizing the golf program at halftime here a moment ago. But when you drive in and you ride by, they got the soccer state championships plastered everywhere. A little Patriot pride. And I would like to say before the road construction project out here, they had the sign for the band, which was like the six-time defending state champions. Uh, the band sign was a casualty to the road construction projects. But shouts to the Patriot. And you did not get to see, I want to tell you, the Nolensville band. Find them on YouTube. Uh, I've seen them. You've seen them. We, we we tried to hype it up as best we could, but I'm curious. You're it's uh, as breakdown. good of a high school band as I have seen. Now it's not you know old school with the you know high. It's not pure instrumental. So there might be some traditionalists that get a little upset. But as far as excitement and and like every, uh, there's so much going on, you can't even see it all. They they came to Giles County two years ago. Unfamiliar opponent. Never played Nolensville and. We're thinking, okay, the band takes the field. And this is a road trip, by the way, and not necessarily a close road trip. Nolensville's band brings out two giant flamethrowers and did a rendition of Katy Perry Firework with flames shooting out on Giles County's field. When I uh, saw them earlier this year, they, and, they had a whole uh, uh, rocky theme okay. in the middle. It's like So suddenly you've got the, on the track, there's like 12 band members running like Rocky out on the 50-yard line. We got a punching scene going on with about 12 fighting one another. So there's like this whole little skit going on while they're also playing Rocky. It's, it's a production, man. It is a full-on production. And they paid, performed at the Titans games before at halftime. They have. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, and I assume they will do that again kind of during student section week. Nolansville Band, we're here for you. We missed you. They, they performed uh, – they performed enough this year. They're, they're content in the sidelines over there tonight. Any adjustments in your mind? Speaking of Nolensville, they have to kick it off. We assume they're going to kick it deep here. Obviously, an onside kick to change things. What's the biggest adjustment in your mind for the Knights here who trail 23 to nothing as we're moments away? I mean, it starts with finding a way to get a stop, which I know is the, the simplest, most obvious uh, analysis that anybody could possibly give you. But you've got to get a stop here. If you fall behind 30, I don't think your offense has five scores in them. I guess you could you could get there with four scores, but I don't I don't think they've got even four touchdowns in them at this point. A lot of this second half, if you're Nolansville, is going to be with an eye towards next week if you give up a score right here. And that was the big question. We talked we touched on it in the first half again. Nolansville's quarterback 
uh, is out tonight. You know, we're not on, we're not that tapped in, but you wonder. It's one of those situations. Could he maybe have gone tonight, or do you rest him another week, knowing, like you said uh, so eloquently earlier, play the long game? I guess time will tell, uh, as both of these teams are destined. We'll see if Page can play the long game and pick up 80 yards here. From the one of their worst starting field positions of the night, they give it on first and 10. Nolensville flying over. That's Jackson Bandy making the stop. The, the Page offensive coordinator, I could story tell about him for a long time, but he did not leave the press box at halftime, was sitting right below us, had his iPad in front of him, just rewatched a lot of the first half. So it'll be interesting on this possession to see uh, kind of how they attack here. 23 nothing your score. Patriots go into the shotgun and give, give. Now they pull it back out, and Palmer will call his own number. You know, when they've, they've called those uh, um, RPO, zone reads, whatever the technical term each program uses, but when they've called those in the first half, Palmer's been a little hesitant to keep it. It didn't even look like he really wanted to keep it right there, uh -uh. but he, he did reluctantly take the, the three yards that were there to him, but he's going to need to be a little more assertive if they're going to have that playoff run they want to. Third and eight. Now they'll roll to the right. This is caught, and it's a first down just beyond the sticks. Bandy comes over and makes the stop. And that's the second third down in a row that the Patriots have really just burned Nolensville. You go back toward the end of the first half, there was a – Nolensville had a lot of momentum, and then just out of nowhere, Page converts a big third down, ends up scoring and making it 23 to nothing. First and 10, Cunningham up the middle. Man, he runs hard. Brennan Rexrode on the tackle there for the Knights. I don't know what to do with my hands. Do we know? I, be is, is I, be I believe. No, it is. Yeah, it's his son. Okay. His it, son? Is, it is his son. That's why I made the hands joke. I don't know if you guys. That might have been one of the funniest moments of my life, and you didn't get it. Well, I mean, I was I was with you in spirit here. That's I was, okay. I was also keeping my eyes on Cunningham, who's got the ball yet again. And kind of the game plan, at least for now, appears a little obvious. We're going to run, see if you can stop us, and if we have to throw, we will. And right now, it's another have to throw potentially. It's third and a long three, maybe third and four here. Now they move it actually closer. It's going to be close to third and five. 10.07 remaining. We're in the third quarter. He's Jacob Underwood. I'm Wade Neely, our producer. Back in the studios is the great one, Justin Coolett. They send a man in motion out of the backfield. It's now an empty backfield. Palmer will take off and run. He's got the first down. My goodness. Palmer was dead to rights. And he somehow wiggled out of danger. And Tyler Rose is smacking the turf right now. He is so frustrated because Palmer was going to go down well shy of the sticks. We talked about the, the confidence for him taking off and running. He saw there the, the running back motion out of the backfield. Nolansville flooded into the area, and he knew that there was nobody there. If he could get past the first man, was able to do so, pick up a first down. Back-to-back -back third down. Oh, it's intercepted! Intercepted! A dart over the middle, and Jaden Wyatt, all 5'9", 175 pounds of him, kind of a look-what-I-found situation. He just kind of dropped back into coverage, a little zone right there, and what a grab right there for a bullet pass and a guy that maybe really didn't anticipate having to make his hands involved on the play. It's an interception 
Nolensville takes over right at midfield with 9.22 left in the third. We said they needed a stop. It was the obvious analysis to be given, but that's a huge stop, and you're, you're almost here in plus territory. This is a chance to get on the board, pick up points. Sylvester, the quarterback, loading up, first down, going deep. He's got it. Touchdown. Way downfield to Caleb Farr, the junior, the sophomore quarterback to the junior wideout for his fourth touchdown of the season. They had targeted him a couple of times in the first half, and in the blink of an eye, the Knights put their first points on the scoreboard, 23-6 to with 9.13 to go in the third. What a start for Nolansville. Interception, and then the very next play, you go downfield, you try to press, get the touchdown, you're able to do so, and now they might. Looks like they're going to go for two. I had wondered if they would. You know, that play was there in the first half. They just missed on it. Finally able to hit the post pattern for the touchdown. That was a dart, and Farr caught it and had nowhere to go but the end zone. Nobody was even close. They will go for two. And we got a flag, and I think they took too long. And there is a delay of game. And Mercy. He kind of sensed that brewing. Now it looks like they will end up uh, kicking the extra point. You know, we, we talked as we were starting the broadcast about Nolansville Centennial Page. When Nolansville and Centennial met earlier uh, this season, that was Nolansville's uh, lone loss. The kicking game was a big deciding factor in that game. So um, we saw him miss a field goal earlier in this game as well. This is a, not a, a, a gimme by any stretch. Pullum is out, and he puts it up, puts it through. So after thinking about a two-point conversion, they settle for one, and your new score, Page 23, Nolansville 7, interception, and then a quick touchdown. 9.13 to go in the third. Underwood and I are back right after this. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. After the touchdown, Nolansville set to kick it off. They got an interception. Big interception, courtesy of the big man, Jaden Wyatt. And Jacob Underwood, it's is it game on again? I mean, it feels like we're right back in this thing. Nolansville, Page is still kind of rocking on the sidelines, but it feels like Nolansville quickly got the momentum back, at least a little bit here. Game is definitely on. I'll be interested to see how, how the Page offense responds here. You know, that's really the first uh, adversity that the Patriots have faced, uh, not just tonight, but in their last few football games. Uh, you don't have to score here, but you definitely want to pick up at least a few first downs and, and make sure that you don't give Nolansville uh, the football in, in positive territory where they have a chance to score again quickly. What a turn of events. A great interception and then a beautiful 
pitch and catch for a quick touchdown. Nolensville, can they get another stop? At least not on this play. Slant pass is complete over the middle. Finally slung down at around the 40. Pick up a right at 20 yards. Palmer threw the interception on the previous possession. Uh, they come right back out, go to the passing game, show confidence in Palmer. He steps up and delivers uh, a really nice throw to the open receiver. First down for the Patriots, just shy of midfield at the 40. Approaching the midway mark here in the third quarter. Nice little stretch read there for Cunningham, who instead of bouncing it outside, cuts up field. Looks like Wyatt, the uh, interceptor on the previous possession, may have gotten banged up there. He's, he's uh, getting getting off the field under his own power, but uh, looks to be a little banged up. That was a good run there for Cunningham on first down. So second and eight here for the Patriots. Whole playbook is open to you. I uh, wouldn't be shocked to see him maybe press downfield here in this situation. Twins to the left, single receiver to the right. And what do I know? Yeah, they just go right back on the ground. And it kind of, that, that's what makes the interception a little baffling uh, because they had just kind of chewed up some ground game and chewed up some clock and then threw a pass for the interception there. But head coach Charles Rathbone looks content to kind of just, look, until you're going to stop us right at the point of contact. We're going to just chew up three or four yards on these little runs and then take our chances on third or maybe even fourth down. Fresh set here. Backup tailback in and bouncing toward the outside. And there is a stop right at the line of scrimmage. Presley Cozart getting the tote there. So wait Kelly up. making the tackle there uh, I, for Nolansville. I went back. I was just doing some some research to see if I could find. I don't have the, the answer for certain, but it appears that for Sylvester, might have been his first varsity touchdown pass. That was a competent play. So, you know, if you could get a stop here, if you're Nolansville, your quarterback finding his confidence, I mean, this, this game is not out of reach. Double pass potentially here. Now Pages is going to cut it upfield. Looked like they might have thought about a second pass there, but instead they just turned it upfield. Good tackle there, flying up and making the stop was Josh Hicks. By the way, we talked about Nolensville as talented as they are. Keep in mind, folks, if uh, you didn't watch these guys in the last couple of years, they lost two really good performers uh, in terms of your quarterback for Nolensville. Kobe Walton, he's now at Georgia Southern, and then last year Chance Fitzgerald. Chance Fitzgerald. Woo! Big-time football player. Fantastic receiver. Toss over the middle. Incomplete. Fitzgerald's now at Virginia Tech. 23-7 to here, and that incompletion brings up fourth down. Back-to-back -back stops, one via turnover, now the other via the punt here, presumably, with 6.26 to go. Nolansville's uh, another touchdown from really making this thing a new ball game. Remember what happened the last time Page punted. Nolansville was able to get home and get a partial block. Let's look and see if they try to bring that pressure right up the middle again here. The guy flying in off the left side edge, and they didn't time it right. The kick is away. The kick is fair caught at around the 18-yard line, called for by Smotherman, the wideout. I jokingly said when the half started, it was the most, analysis, or the most obvious analysis anybody could give. Nolansville has to get a stop if they're going to have a chance to win this football game. 
now they've gotten two stops. They got the touchdown. We saw the confidence from Sylvester on the previous possession. I mean, this this possession here could go a long ways, not only towards the result of this football game, but for Nolansville, building on the rest of this half going into next week with the uncertainty around who they'll have at quarterback. Sylvester's looked pretty good. More on him in a second. He's got an empty backfield. Trips to his right, twins to his left. Nolansville moves right to left in this quarter. They throw one on a quick slant toward your junior, Farr, who just caught the touchdown. Going back to Sylvester, he did play a little bit already earlier in the season. He's 20 of 32 entering tonight, 205 yards, did have one touchdown. Okay. So second one, he had thrown three interceptions. He's thrown one tonight. Didn't come back to haunt the Knights necessarily, but it did stall the drive, of course. 5.50 to go. It's second and four after a six-yard pickup there from Farr, who just caught the touchdown. Sylvester turns. Tomaska was in the backfield, but they instead hand off to the second ball carrier. And that's going to be the first real carry of the night for B.J. Mays, who's a junior. Nolansville's offensive line is senior heavy, but a lot of their skill players, Jacob, are juniors or sophomores. As you said, Chance Fitzgerald on the team uh, last season, actually in the matchup against Page, might have had like 220 yards, or it, it was a monstrous number. Page just could not cover him. They missed Chance Fitzgerald tonight. Three wideouts to the right, third and four. Biggest play of the second half thus far. They play fake, now they throw, and it is caught. And it was a low throw, however. And because if it was a low throw to Smotherman, he's unable to get his traction going, and he's going to be shy. It'll be fourth and about two and a half, and they quickly send the punt unit out. For, for those that, that are not listening here at the game, it's hard to describe how difficult of a throw that actually is because you have to throw all the way across the field. It, it just takes so long for the ball to get there, and you're only gaining two or three yards if you don't break the tackle. It's, it's a, just a low probability opportunity. And Nolansville... They punt, and folks... That, that went out around the 38, I think. Yeah, that was about an 18-yard punt. Uh, Smotherman, who's a great athlete, he's back there doing the best he can. If there's one weakness on a really good team, Nolansville special teams has definitely been that Achilles heel tonight. Missing one field goal, a safety getting involved on a botch snap. So, you know, I could say that now uh, as we got an official timeout. I was going to say, I could say that now, because uh, there were long years uh, doing 10-plus years of Giles County football where they had a kicker per se, but they really didn't have a kicker. And now the last four years, they've had an amazing kicker, a young man by the name of Chase Carden. So I'm a little bit of a kicking snob, as uh, the Patriots uh, have been over the years. They've had their fair share of great ones. Well, and I'll say that that thing that every, every uh, high school football attendee sitting in the stand says, your soccer program is really good. How do you not? have a good kicker somewhere in the program maybe you're not a great field goal kicker but at least somebody that can just you know on kickoffs and on punts just drive the ball downfield and and make sure you you get at least 35 yards on every punt the interesting thing as uh we got 417 we got an official timeout though the interesting thing for giles county's kicker is uh he's a soccer player yes but he's an, an athlete i guess more than anything and he's got a great leg but he reeled off a 50-yard fake punt on a rugby fake earlier this year. Um, but you're right. That's what you always hear is, man, you got good 
a good soccer program. Just get somebody out there that can just boot it away. Paige had a kicker. It was maybe five, six years ago. Brent Samaglia. Remember the name? At the University of Tennessee, then at Georgia Tech. Um, Brent's brother was a uh, kicker maybe at Colorado State, and, and their dad worked with both of them, and it was amazing. They, uh, they had a way to get the lights on up here. They had the keys, and they would come Christmas Eve, Saturday night, okay. Sunday afternoon. didn't matter when. They would be up here. They would be practicing. They would work on every detail of the kicking game, trying to punt and get the ball out of bounds at the three-yard line. It was just so relentless, the amount of work that they put in. So I, I do want to say that being a great punter or kicker, it's hard work. It's not like you just kick the ball and boom magic happens you know and i guess the takeaway is when you don't have a good one it comes back to bite you and we've seen that with nolensville as page now has tremendous field position after i'm not really sure what the official timeout was for but they finally resume play and on first and 10 a give kelly makes the stop and after a gain of two with 402 remaining it's 23 to 7 here in the third quarter cunningham picked up a couple of yards there as you've said it just looks like page sort of taking the air out of the ball here, confident that their defense with a 16-point lead, if they don't turn it over again, that, you know, they just kind of grind out a victory here. They don't look like they're trying to to throw the, the knockout punch just yet. There goes Cunningham, and look out, there is a knockout punch. Absolutely shot out of a cannon. Cunningham briefly lost his footing right at the line of scrimmage, put a hand in the dirt, corrected, his posture, and was off to the races. Just when it looked like they were kind of just throwing body blows and body blows, a big old haymaker on the ground for about a 40-yard score. Well, either that was a, a good job of, of the Page offense creating some confusion or just a bad run fit, but for the Nolansville defense, there was nobody home at the second level. Once he got past the line of scrimmage, he was gone. That is a massive play. So Nolansville had a lot of momentum. Got an interception, got a touchdown, got a stop, and then had a horrible punt. Gave a short field to the Patriots, and they tack on a score. It is 30-7. Page leads late in the third. Underwood and I are back on the other side of this 30-second timeout. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday Night Football Coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710. Or visit them at moxieservices.com. Patriots just score Cunningham's third touchdown alongside Jacob Underwood and our producer, the great one, Justin Kulik, waiting to saying hello. This is our final regular season broadcast. What a season we've had on Thursday night game of the week coverage. This is a wild kick spinning like a top right from the beginning and it plays blown dead. Procedure penalty. And uh, we're not the only broadcast crew here tonight. I'm, I'm admiring the uh, setup for the uh, page. I'm assuming that's the page student media. Mm-hmm. It is. They have a headset, kind of like we do, 
But they also have a stand-up, like, lounge singer microphone. Kind of like a stand-up comedian, almost. Uh, comment, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to incorporate that into our broadcast for the rest of the year or for Giles County games, but something to think about, my friend. Well, you step on top of me and call this, this kickoff when you need to, but I will say that Williamson County is the land of opulence when it comes to a couple of things with high school football. One, everybody has a track. I mean, a uh, a turf field, yep. which you you don't find in many other counties. And two, hang on, this is a returnable ball. It is picked up at around the 35 and out across the 40. Far, who caught the touchdown, gets a pretty good return out to about the 46. Every high school in this county has a tremendous broadcasting program. Students get all sorts of hands-on opportunities, and it's great if your aspirations are to be. You know, behind the camera, in front of the camera, on the technical side with the audio, um, engineering, whatever your aspirations are, you got a lot of hands-on opportunities inside Williamson County. It's a huge benefit for the kids. I, I was part of that program a few years ago. It's been more than a few now. I, I understand. Uh, we will protect that uh, for now. I don't. I'm, it's 2004. As we give up the middle. Tomaska carries it, 3.23 to go. But you know how it is. You say something was a few years ago, and then you stop, and you're like, actually, that was eight years. Yeah, wow. It's like you see the memes about 30 years ago. Uh, you think the 1970s, or at least we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you're like, yeah. wait a second. Uh, that was not that was not what we were thinking about. A long time ago is now like 1999. <laughs> Correct. Right, that's 24 years ago. Don't let me forget, by the way, you were giving uh, some Williams to County love. We want to give a couple shout-outs before we uh, get done. But we got a second and eight here. Nolensville has struck quickly, so even though it's 30-27, to 27, it's still very much a ball game. Sylvester's going to load up, wanting to go deep. Now he's going to go down. Sacked in the backfield. Lassoed in the backfield. I believe that's E.B. Whitson. And the sack will... Make it third and 11. And Nolensville with a little sign of life after the big kickoff return. Now it's a third and long yet again. It's the second time they've gotten home with a sack tonight. Uh, you know, Nolensville's actually done a pretty good job of, of protecting for Sylvester. Page front is really strong, uh, but that was a good coverage sack as well right there. It's where he wanted to go was not open. You can see it. Sylvester saw the read downfield and said, nope, I better not throw that. Now he's going to throw it deep. Loading, loading, firing. Got a man right at the sticks. He is slammed to the turf. It will depend on the spot, and I think the spot will be favorable enough. Yeah, and they're going to signal first down. Third and 11, and they threw it for third and right at 11. Big-time catch there. Big-time throw. Big-time job by the offensive line. I said they'd done a good job of protecting tonight. That play took a long time to develop. Great protection, stepped in, confident throw. And we're seeing the sophomore quarterback come of age here. Definitely going to be a name to watch next season. 127 to go. We're in the third quarter. Page leads it 30-7. to Sylvester tosses it in the flat. There goes the little hedgehog out there, Tamaska. He is such a dangerous guy out of the backfield. He picks up. A healthy dose of yards. They're still walking beyond the 40 out to the 38, so it'll be second and five. In the first quarter when they tried to run that play, there was not as much confidence. He did a good job of waiting just a split second longer, continued, kept his eyes downfield, 
completes the pass there, and there's just a little more space. So instead of that being a gain of two, it's a gain of five. Credit again to Sylvester, who's growing up right in front of us. Minute 15 to go now. We're still in the third. Give to Tamaska right up the gut, and he picks up a couple. Centennial is winning big now versus Hillsboro. So if Nolansville were to somehow win this game, they'd be the one, Page would be the two, Centennial would be the three. If Page wins this game, and again, they're up 30-7, to seven, Nolansville would fall all the way to third. Hillsboro is likely going to be your four seed. I think coming into tonight, that was the most likely outcome. Yeah. What we're seeing is kind of what we anticipated. Big third down, third and three. Under 45 seconds left in the third. Nolensville is looking at basically having to score every possession. There's a hot route to your tight end, Carano, who's one of your leading receivers. Nearly 400 yards and three touchdowns entering tonight. They've only targeted him a couple times, and he made a great pickup there for about eight in the first down. Our budget does not allow for a statistician, but if you had told me when this game started Sylvester was going to inch towards 200 yards, I would not have believed you, but he's he's got to be well over 100 and getting closer to 200. Now, again, another really confident play right there. See if I can score late in the quarter here. 15 seconds to go. Sylvester will roll to his right, fires medium-sized route there, and it is caught. Close to a first down. They're going to give it to him. Yes, Motherman gets the first, so six seconds now. You obviously want to score. You'd like to score in these final six seconds, but you want to just make sure you get points no matter what. And they're going to take it to the fourth quarter. And we're going to take a break as well. This will be a minute timeout. We played three. Page leads it 30-7. to seven. We'll be back on the other side of this timeout with your fourth quarter call. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Let's visit with Laura from Moxie Pest Control. What separates us from other companies in Tennessee, our, our mission to our customers is to always improve the quality of life. We're considered a full encompassing service, so we're going to take care of 50 plus different pests, and we'll always have your back. Call Moxie Pest Control at 615-469-5710. That's 615-469-5710, or visit them at moxieservices.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Thirty to seven. We begin the fourth quarter. Nolansville with the ball. They hand to Tamaska. And he's rushing hard to the right. And he's stuffed right around the ten yard line. Alongside Jacob Underwood and our producer, Justin Kulik, Wade Neely saying hello. The fourth quarter is upon us. Page leads this game. They've led every step of the way. Sixteen to nothing after one, twenty-three nothing at half. It was twenty-three to seven briefly, and now it's thirty to seven. And the Patriots are looking for a stop defensively to put this game out of reach. 
Nolensville has missed the field goal. Their offense was non-existent on the first two drives. They've kind of got back into it here. Second down from the 10. Tamaska out of the backfield, nearly intercepted. Breaking on the ball and nearly coming up with the interception. The Patriots, that would have almost been a pick six type situation, partner, but it's incomplete. I believe that was Sean Cunningham who nearly came away with that one. It's almost like they went to the pass to Tamaska out of the backfield one too many times. Or a little too late almost. A little too late. Page was finally ready for it that time. I would say this is definitely four-down territory for Nolansville. Yeah. Down 23. Field goal really doesn't do you much good. They can get a first down. It's third and eight from the nine. Sylvester will play fake. And look out. There's pressure. And down he goes. Absolutely tattooed in the backfield, and a late flag comes down. They're going to call roughing the passer because he tackled him with too much force, I'm afraid, Wade. Rowan Ambrose brought him down. I think that was, I think it was Brendan Ames. Sorry, yes. Uh, the, the numbers are hard to read. Yep. There's no question about that. I had my wrong 22. I apologize. Brendan Ames made the tackle, and unfortunately, I think a little too much force. Oh, it was a face mask. Face mask. That's a little more uh, understandable. It was still it was a, that was a forceful tackle. Yep. That's his third sack of the game now. I was getting ready to say that would have been a classic back in my day. Uh, you just said great tackle and moved on, but at least good to see it was a quote-unquote face mask. Now, the thing is that moves it closer, kind of like we saw with the pass interference earlier. Didn't I, 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 thought, I thought that was an automatic. No, you're right. No, it's, it's not. They, they move them closer, but not enough. Now a direct snap to Tamaska, who runs, stretches, end zone, touchdown. He's in. That was an interesting play design. Wildcat formation, power to the right. Tamaska just running over the big hog mollies on the right side over there. And you, it was Cole Spivey and Hayden Collette. I, I would have to go back and rewatch that, but... The the man that motioned up right before the snap might have still been in motion at the time of the snap. Doesn't matter. Touchdown stands. There is a flag on the PAT, however. So the extra point was good briefly. Keep in mind, Nolensville wanted to go for two earlier. And that kind of leads to the age-old question. If you're going to go for two then, why not go for two now? And so it's 30 to 13, and everybody's trotting toward the sideline. This might be on page, and it might be enforced on the kickoff, I would assume. Yeah, and everybody's going to head to the sidelines. So we're going to take a break. 30-second timeout. Personal foul against the Patriots. PAT is good. 30 to 14 will be your score when we come back on the other side of this. 30-second timeout. Here on Thursday night, Main Street Preps football coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. 
bands, don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Thirty to fourteen. Nolansville will not go quietly, folks. They got a kickoff. And the personal foul, this is right in the wheelhouse now where you think about onside kick, surely, right? Especially considering only 10.44 left in the game. You're down two scores. And you're kind of playing with house money with the 15-yard penalty, even if you don't recover. Kicking from the 45, as you said, I think you're definitely going to, to some sort of trick. Unless you want to try to pin them at the five, which just seems like a very difficult task. I think you try something tricky here. Worst case scenario, I mean, you're down 16. And they will try something that we neither one of us, I what think, a, really accounted for. Kind of a pooch kick, didn't, a sky kick, and they didn't really get enough loft on it. So nope. Paige is able to recover pretty easily and get a little bit of a return out to around that 16, uh, excuse me, out to around the 22-yard line. Regardless of what happens here on this possession and the rest of the game, you know, we were talking, looking ahead with that Tullahoma-Shelbyville who wins the region championship. The loser of that game, most likely, that's who uh, Nolansville is going to face in the first round of the playoffs. What they've done here in the second half offensively has to give the Knights so much confidence. You lose the final regular season game if they don't come back and win, but you build, you're building confidence right now for next week. And uh, I think that is so critical um, because then you're going to get one of your Williamson County opponents again in the second round. Barely getting a handoff here. Looks like a new ball carrier. Palmer did turn and get the handoff away. 25, I believe. Carson Kelly? Yeah, Kelly getting a rare toast there. 10-20 to go. This is a two-possession game. Two possessions with two two-point conversions, thanks to the safety earlier in the contest. I forgot to record your safety dance earlier, by the way. What was what I do? I don't even remember. I didn't. Well, it's the safety me. dance. You're supposed to. Me. You're supposed to dance. Uh, okay. Thirty to fourteen here. Second and fourteen. And toss, incomplete. Is that a lateral? No. But I, I can tell you this, Wade, last week on a identical play, it was a backwards pass. The only person who knew was the Centennial defender who picked it up, ran it back for a touchdown before anybody had, had even really figured out what happened. Centennial was in the end zone with a recovered fumble touchdown. That could have been a disaster. But luckily, Page recovered it regardless, but it was ruled incomplete. Which great, is great awareness. Great awareness, but that was a great. Uh, that was the best case scenario that it was ruled incomplete. So now it's third and fourteen. How aggressive do you get here? They're going to throw for it. They're going to roll to the right. Palmer's firing. Got a man, but good coverage downfield. And the pass was overthrown slightly, incomplete. And you got a punting situation here. So Nolansville, they hadn't really been truly back in this thing just yet. They had a drive a moment ago, and they had a stalled out and had a horrible punt that led to the Page touchdown. 
But now at 944, you get a chance at it yet, yet again here. You've gotten now three stops in this half. You know, the, the page offense has been pretty stagnant. You look back on that possession before halftime when it was 16 nothing. They were able to drive, make it 23. That touchdown looks a lot more significant now than we felt at the time. A lot of pressure, but Page gets it away. A great kick. Fair catch called for, and now Smotherman will back off. Wow. And this thing's going to end up rolling down to the 18. You want to talk about flipping field position. Woo. 53, I believe. Yeah, right I was going to say right? 53, 54 yard net right there. Or was it 63? It might have been 63, 63. net. 63 net. I did graduate from Page High School, you know. I'm sorry. And we both have MTSU degrees, <laughs> so uh, take that for what it's worth. If we were as professional as Jonathan Hutton, who I believe just tuned in, we would have known that was 63 immediately. That is correct. Uh, also an MTSU graduate, Hutton by the always way. He's has, better at math than we are. He always has the one up on us, I feel like, in a variety of facets of life. But I digress. 9.31 to go. Nolensville is going to throw on first and 10. Got a man downfield. Snagged. Intercepted. Picked off by the Patriots at the 30, the 20. Blockers toward the end zone. Touchdown. Wildbush, who really is your backup quarterback, but he plays a little safety too. Jumped right in front of the pass. Caught it at around the 40 and had a great lane down the left sideline. Virtually untouched was untouched and virtually unblocked in for the score in this game. That's the second time in the second half that Nolensville looks like they're ready to really make it a close one. And things just don't go their way. They stub their toe yet again. And the PAT pushes it to 37 to 14. Wow. William played that like the wide receiver. Couldn't have said any oh. couldn't have said any better myself as he just jumped right in front of that one. And the way that he was angling toward the ball, you're right, he was reading it as the receiver, which allowed him to get that lane toward the near sideline for the score. It's almost like Nolansville went to that first down post pattern one too many times. Page finally made the adjustment ready for it this time, because that's what got them beat on the first possession of this half on that fifty yard touchdown. And that's the second time that we've seen. And you also go back to the uh, swing pass out of the backfield for Tamaska earlier. The, yeah, Page is, here. You can get away with some of this versus uh, several opponents. The Page is so well disciplined, so well scouted. And, and, and it just had, seemed like they had made a perfect adjustment right there. Both head coaches have been at these respective programs for a number of years. So not only you know that you have the regular season, but you played last postseason. There's a lot of familiarity between these coaching staffs because you see each other twice a year. Wow. We were just getting ready to maybe write the script that Nolansville was clawing back into it yet again. And the bad news is it's now 37-14. to 14. I guess any good news is that you get the ball right back, and they have scored quickly, so a chance to maybe really get back into it. And again, not knowing for next week the situation around Ty Collins, the quarterback for, for Nolansville, yes, that was an interception, and it's hard to spin an interception in a positive way, but Sylvester was confident right there. Of course, that confidence it cost you seven points, but you need to get right back out here, this possession, treat this like 
the game is, is still in doubt. Try to drive, try to get a touchdown, continue to build for Sylvester next week if he is your starter. What a turn of events here. Nolensville has had it back down to 16 with the ball on two different occasions here in the second half. And the pick six, and now Paige swarming to the football. They kind of got a little mojo back. Caden Walker flying up to the ball and making a stop there right at the line of scrimmage. Our, our budget, again, for the statistician is, is uh, not quite robust enough, but I believe on the first down run plays that Nolensville has tried tonight, uh, they just have not been able to find any success. It's been through the passing game on first down when they've accomplished anything, but I said before the game started, we really, you know, for, for Nolensville to have success offensively, they were going to need the run game between the two guards to have success, it hasn't tonight. Want to point out, by the way, Scott Stewart uh, normally does keep stats during our broadcast, and I've gotten so used to him. Uh, and oh. another pick on four, uh, second and ten, snagged into the crib. Holy moly! Back to back pick sixes. The Patriots pinning their ears back defensively here. And my word, they are feasting right now. The Patriots can smell a region championship. That is that is not going to build the confidence of Sylvester. Back-to-back <laughs> -back pick sixes. Just when we had talked about this being an opportunity, you know, for the Nolensville offense. What? I, I believe it was 22 I believe that was Brendan Ames, but I'm not sure. We'll try and confirm that. Wow. Ains jumps in front of the pass, we do believe. We'll, Why we'll Bush had the we'll first. Check. We'll double check with our stats and ink department here. And the PAT makes it 43 to 14. And this is uh We need Jonathan Hutton. If he was here, he could he would probably be able to take care of that. Stats for us. and ink for us. This is, uh, for those that have been tuning in to our Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week uh, broadcast all season long, we've had a lot of games where you wake up and you're going to see the score tomorrow, and you're going to say, well, that was a, a runaway. And for a good chunk of the game, it did look like Paige was absolutely going to just run away with this thing. But there were moments where it was anybody's ball game. And there's been several that way this year on our Thursday night broadcast. And this is going to be another one because Nolansville has spotted 14 points in the last three plays offensively to the Patriots. Back-to-back -back interceptions return for touchdown. They'll go for two after a long delay. Give, give toward the edge. Cunningham, he finally makes his move, and he's in for the two-point conversion. And it's 45 to 14, 742 remaining in the ball game. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
right when we're back in it, folks. The Patriots claw it away. Nolansville had uh, really kind of had a nice game plan going in the second half. And back-to-back pick sixes, that one confirmed now for number 22, Brendan Ains. So Wybush with the first. And then on second down on the ensuing drive, another pick six. And now you're right, Jacob. You're wondering about the confidence of Sylvester, who'd played a great game uh, in backup duty. Again, they're kind of playing uh, with not a full deck here, so to speak, with the backup quarterback in. As this kickoff is going to be fielded right at the goal line. It is picked up, and it is running out toward the right now, circling back to the left. A nice, beautiful return there. I believe that's Andrew Ryan, who has a very similar build to Tamaska. But, yeah, Ryan, that was so close to going into the end zone. Sometimes the officials would just go ahead and blow that one dead, but they let it ride. He fielded that with confidence. Yeah, like, he, he wanted that return. And the clock will now run for the final seven minutes here, so our time together is fleeting, my friend. What a interesting! It's only a thirty-one point gap. Did they read? Did they change the rule? I think you're down to thirty now. Down to thirty now. Okay, so I've I've learned in the second half down to thirty. Okay, so that's why they went for two. That explains that one. I was going to ask you about that Gi- decision. Giles County is uh has had a couple games this year where the teams have agreed to let it run in the first half. Well. Uh, and unfortunately, those have been region games. <laughs> so if the coaches agree in the first half, it's one thing. But And I was getting ready to ask you, what, uh, what are your biggest takeaways here? Number one, if you're Paige coming out of this game, you're going to be the region champs, obviously. And number two, if you're Nolansville, this game was kind of there for the taking, even though you did not play your best by any stretch. I was going to go back to that uh, pick six for Paige that happened a few minutes ago. You know, we identified that it was Brendan Ames. Uh, unofficially, I've got him with three sacks, now a pick six. Uh, he had a couple of sacks last week against Centennial, just a junior. Ains is uh, an all-state linebacker caliber player. I know there was some controversy this week. He wasn't on all of the ballots uh, that 615 Preps had. But, um, you know, just a, a standout football player. What this, uh, what this page defense has done now, Really, over the course of the entire season, very impressive. The defense is good enough to get them back to a state championship game. The offense has been progressing to the point where they are good enough to also do their part. I think this this Page program, you know, they're going to have to face these Williamson County teams again, but uh, Page and, and Henry County appear to be destined to do battle for the third consecutive year in a row if everybody stays healthy and if these teams perform up to what they are capable of. And forgive my ignorance a little bit, who's potentially waiting on the other side again this year? I know it's it kind of flip-flops uh, in 5A, it seems like. Well, I was I was pointing. You're talking about on the eastern side of the bracket? Yes, yeah, I, I was pointing uh, earlier. There's a big game tonight with West and Powell in, in Knoxville. Uh, there's, there's a couple of teams that are in that conversation, but I know that West and Powell are part of it. The interesting thing about 5A in the Knoxville area uh, has been that the the best team has not made it to the state championship game uh, consistently. You know, I know uh, two years ago, West, they were the best team. They won that state championship. Um, But it hasn't always been the case. Oak Ridge had a uh, surprise performance back in 2020 and made it unexpectedly. So 
Um, those Knoxville teams, when they meet in the playoffs, I mean, those are intense games where, where a, a turnover could end up being the deciding moment. Um, but I, I think those are two that we're looking at for sure. And right on cue, we pull it up and tell you that West defeats Powell in overtime 24-23 to tonight. So you wonder, we check and, uh, and see maybe what our buddy Jesse Smithy from Five Star Preps might have, but uh, did Powell have the opportunity to go for two and fail to convert? That would be the question I have there, and it's a, a very strong possibility that those two end up meeting again in three weeks. That's sort of the, the story of these de facto region championship games in week 11. Oftentimes, the two teams meet uh, three weeks later after, after having just played, and uh, it's all about what happens in that second matchup that matters the most. The, the first meeting has, has lost all of its meaning when you play again in the postseason. 45-14 to is your score. Nolansville has never led tonight. They made it 16 on two occasions here in the second half, and both times Paige is batting down the hatches most recently with not one but two pick sixes to put it away. When you look at Nolansville as they have this third down play here, incomplete, you're going to have a difficult first-round matchup. You're going on the road, we believe. Centennial will end up winning and, and taking the number two spot in this region. So for Nolansville, you're going to go on the road to either Tullahoma or to Shelbyville. That'll be a difficult matchup, but you're going to have a really good opportunity to win that game. If you do, you're likely to get uh, Centennial at Centennial. These two teams, or those two teams, rather, Nolansville Centennial met back in, um, I believe it was the end of September, and uh, a last-second field goal for for Centennial was the decider. 17-14 was the final in that game. So. Nolansville has confidence that they can beat Centennial if they see them. So ultimately, everything you want is still in front of you. If you're the Knights, you just got to go out and play good football and, and win November football games. Speaking of good football, great catch right there from your tight end, Carano. It was a fourth down play. 420 to go. Carano, the tight end. You're exactly right. The line play for Nolansville is there. The defense kind of found its footing as the game went on. But the offense, playing with the backup quarterback, that's obviously a, a big uh, a potential disadvantage there. So There was a, a flag yeah, there. there ineligible ineligible downfield, so Nolansville is going to have to redo that fourth down. But so, Sylvester, you wonder, you raised the point uh, a couple of times, and it, it rings true again. Where does his confidence stand going into the next week? He got some big snaps tonight. It's going to come in a losing effort. But – uh, if he can shake that off, you could be right there in the mix. And then, obviously, if you get uh, your quarterback, Ty Collins, back, then potentially now you're back right in the thick of things. So your your focus shifts to that quarterback position uh, very naturally because it's always the focus of any conversation in football. But you're also going to need to mask a, to, to carry a bigger load in, in those playoff games, regardless of who's at quarterback because they don't have the chance Fitzgerald this year at wide receiver. They don't have the, the guy who can just individually carry your offense. So you're going to have to get more out of the running game. And, and Tamaska is fully capable. He's over 1,000 yards this season. Uh, had a great game a week ago. Had a great game against Centennial earlier this year. So I have a lot of confidence that Nolansville can win those games. And it uh, sounds like it's going to end up being Patriot football as that was a loss of down infraction. There will not be a replay of fourth down. So 
Uh, Page has the ball here, up 31. Most likely that means this game is over, barring one of the most miraculous things we have ever seen. Uh, I mean, it, w- it would be greater than Miami we losing would, against Georgia Tech. We would break out the Oreos. Uh, it would be if, Sports Center worthy if that would happen. The other region will not be decided tonight. Uh, Shelbyville, Tullahoma is being decided tonight, and either one of those teams will be your region champ. Uh, but kind of some other scenarios are still present in terms of dictating who Nolansville would play, uh, or excuse me, who Page would play, as this ball's on the ground and it's fumbled, and you called for a comeback. <laughs> well, guess what? Every good comeback starts with a turnover, and backup quarterback uh, Matthew Briska, Brzeka, beg pardon, he fumbles, and Nolansville takes over. My buddy Scott's tuned in as well. I'm going to say hi to Scott. What's up, Scott? Man, we got a lot how, of folks. How many, how many folks you got? We got we got quite a few tuning in. Uh, you know, we got uh, what I call the Crescent View Road uh, crew, the Neely household back in Pulaski. They I always tune in. Got a feeling. Uh, I asked them tonight. You know, I asked my parents before I left town. I said, Are you guys going to tune into our game or are you going to tune into the Richland game? And I, they kind of said, you know, we're not sure. Okay. Because they they want to support the local team, but they listened to a little bit of both. And uh, the Richland game has gone final. The Raiders fall 49-13. to uh, Their season will come to an end. Giles County is in action tomorrow. Little did you know, this is as this is a nice little catch on the sideline here. Picked up for Nolansville by Bender, who's a really good sophomore, for a first down. Little did you know, this is a region championship game tonight. This is just my warm-up because Giles County plays Sequatchie County Sequatchie for their County. region oh, yeah. championship tomorrow night. I'm just kind of getting a, a, a tune-up for tomorrow night's broadcast. To give a, a quick bit of game analysis, that that play has been successful for them, the little um, first down stop route right at the at the down marker, pick up 10 yards. You know, th- Sylvester makes a lot of confident plays. I, I'm really impressed to see sophomores step in under these conditions. But, um, yeah, that Charles County-Sequatchie County game, I mean, that's a, that's a big-time matchup. You know, and, I'm, and they're scheduled uh, not intentionally, but we see this a lot, uh, both tonight and tomorrow. There's a lot of games across the state that it just naturally comes down to the final game of the regular season being the championship game, and that's one we've got like we saw tonight, and then that's one like I'll be broadcasting tomorrow night. By the way, if you want a shout-out, don't you have to tell people you're listening to get one? Isn't that how it works? Uh, like, you can't shout-out people if you don't know they're listening. Yeah, this is true. There are no uh, just, just, hollow just, shout-outs. Just a quick dig at whoever texted me just a second ago. Oof. But I will say, Wade, um, as Sylvester's loading up, he's going deep, intended for far, and it's picked off. That's going to be the fourth interception tonight. And the Patriots just ran the route better. Far did a good job of trying to haul it in. But the ball was underthrown, and the DB just made a great job of flying to the ball. The TSSAA did a good job of getting the right matchups in Week 11. I just wish they weren't all in Week 11. I wish we had a a sprinkling staggering of the de facto region championship games because going into the year, usually you know who the top two teams are going to be. Logan Kepner is the uh, young man who intercepts it here. And that should be our final bit of business. Patriots will not have to run the, uh, another play. 45-14 to 14 will be your final. And, again, this was a game. Nolansville did not get off to a great start. It was 16 to nothing in the blink of an eye. And it was 23 nothing at half. 
But Nolansville in the second half clawed back in it, made it 16 points on two different occasions. And on both occasions, the Patriots just stood tall and batting down the hatches. And they are your region champs. They lock up that number one seed. And they will be right back here on the campus of Fred J. Page High School. What's left of the campus? I was getting ready to say it's under construction physically here, but kind of like a metaphor for the Patriots season. It's kind of under construction because yep. they're still building. This is a team you, uh, to the layperson or to the casual Patriot fan. You, you go on the road week one, you, you say, oh, we, we won, but we beat Giles County, a 3A team in overtime. If you don't know a lot, you're saying that's not, maybe not a great win. Then you lose the following week. But all they've done since then is rattle off seven straight wins. The Patriots close the regular season 9-1, and one, and they cap it with a region championship. Again, they will be back at home for at least the next two not, uh, rounds, and then they are destined, if they keep playing like they played tonight, at least, partner, toward another trip back to the 5A championship game. Got a lot of football between now and then, but they certainly look the part here tonight. You know, we, we talked about the Centennial Cougars at the start of the broadcast. do want to mention them in that conversation because if they win two playoff games and if they meet Paige here on this field in the quarterfinals of the playoffs, I expect Centennial to show up and, and have a better performance. Uh, but yes, like you said, Paige, if they play like this, there's a really good chance for the Patriots to make a third consecutive trip to the state championship game. And I, I honestly cannot believe as a, as a Paige graduate that I said that sentence so confidently that uh, this page program has elevated itself to the level of being one of those consistent um, state type teams. You know, there are maybe 10 to 15 across our state that are always in that conversation. And, and for page to be one of those programs, um, it, it's, it's shocking. It, it truly is shocking, but that's the level that page has been on here. They have stepped up their game in a big, big way. And again, Nolansville they fall tonight 45-14, to 14, but you get the hunch that we have not heard the last uh, from these guys here as uh, coming into this season. Losing a lot of firepower, but they certainly looked apart. Coach Derrick's got those guys playing hard. And I, again, I kind of get the feeling uh, there's going to be a lot of teams when the brackets are finalized uh, tonight and tomorrow. They're really going to say, man, I really wish uh, Nolansville had maybe not lost that game because we don't want to play them in week one of the postseason next Friday night. That's that's for sure. That that Shelbyville, Tullahoma loser, when you see Nolansville as your first-round opponent, that is going to be a, a, a bitter situation. But, you know, it's it's the playoffs. It, it should be difficult. And typically those two, three matchups are the most challenging uh, that you see. In 5A, I think, you know, when you look at, at how this state has evolved with uh, certain pockets exploding in terms of population, 5A has been uh, sort of the, the most uh, unpredictable and yes. the most even uh, in terms of there being so many quality programs. 6A, of course, is, is uh, uh, full of powerhouses as well. And I'll add, 6A this year is about as unpredictable as it's been in quite some time. But feels I mean, that way. You, you are correct. 5A. Um, I mean, all of these teams, we you know we're talking matter of factly about Centennial. I have been maybe Shelbyville, Tullahoma, maybe the winner of that game ends up making a run. And, and maybe that's the team that we're talking about traveling and playing here three weeks from right now. I would not overlook 
uh, those two programs. And it looks like Shelbyville uh, is maybe going to win that game. They're up 28-14 to 14 late in the contest. We did Shelbyville-Marshall County way back uh, on week two of our Thursday night schedule. And uh, they are certainly a capable team. So it will be interesting to see, my friend, as kind of half of your bracket is coming into focus here. But for tonight, what we can tell you is that the Page Patriots, thanks to a big first half, Cunningham ends up with three rushing touchdowns, two in the first quarter. And then the Patriots take a 16-0 lead at the end of one, 23-0 into uh, the second half. And you made a great point earlier. That second, t- uh, That third touchdown right before half, if Nolensville had scored those touchdowns in the third, instead of being down 16, you're down one possession, who knows what happens at that point. A little extra pressure being thrown on the Patriots then. And if you'd had more confidence, I think, to start this game, you know, they just they did not look assertive in what they were doing offensively those first two possessions. Um, Page jumps out quickly. That was certainly a key. And I want to talk about this earlier, but, you know, time just got away from us. In, in let's say the year 2040, when they're doing the all football team from Williamson County, historically, Ethan Cunningham's name will not be in the conversation of even say the the top, uh, probably like top 50 running backs to come through this county. Um, but Ethan Cunningham has developed into a really good runner for the Patriots, and uh, I, I don't think we talked about him in the second half enough. But his development and what he's done for them uh, certainly stands out. And I'll also I'll ask you this question as we wrap up. Do you like this Thursday Friday night split that we have in the final week of the regular season and having kind of a 50-50 balance with the schedule? Uh I like it because uh it is not so overwhelming on one particular night. Um most regions are all playing on the same night. I do kind of wonder why some regions are uh, kind of like Shelbyville they're splitting. Some teams are playing tonight and some are playing tomorrow. I feel like if you're going to make everybody in one region play one night, you should make them all play on, on one night. Uh, that's my only kind of qualm with that. Well, I think the simple answer is the um, the number of referees in, in each of the different regions and, and how they, um, you know, there's there's more people in certain parts of the state. So naturally, you're going to have enough referees to cover those nights. Uh, other areas, you don't have quite as many. And uh, I do think it was a good move for that purpose, just to make sure that you've got your best crews at the most important yep. ball games, and and you cover those because here, you know, in this county, you've got another big time game tomorrow night. Uh, Rutherford County, we've got big time games, so you got your best crews at the most important games. That's a good move. I think you are exactly right, and uh, we saw a great game tonight, cleanly played, uh, very well officiated, very well played. And partner, thank you for. Jumping into catbird seat at the eleventh hour, man, it was fun. I, I hit you up all season and said, "When are you going to let me know?" And then, boom, I got to hang out with you. It, you uh, Do we, I owe you? We th- yeah, we thought uh, we thought we might just get you for a quarter or maybe even at halftime. And then this morning, things kind of changed around. And being the adaptable young man that you are, you said, "Yeah, I'll hop in." So we sincerely appreciate that, and you're welcome back anytime. Let's do it again on, uh, next year. You're welcome back anytime on a Thursday night Main Street Preps broadcast. And that will conclude our regular season. Again, we still have, for sure, a couple basketball broadcasts that we're going to bring you guys uh, because we did not get to do a full 10-game slate in the regular season. And if, just a little tease, if, for some reason, you know how this is, things are quirky with scheduling, if for some reason there were to be a Thursday night playoff game next week, we will certainly analyze that, and we will try and make that happen as well. Uh, if time and the resources are such. So thank you again, my friend, and uh, we'll see you down the road. 
Look forward to it. That's Jacob Underwood, folks. Thanks to uh, Coach Underwood for joining us. And also thanks to our producer, Justin Kulik, for making the magic happen back at the Main Street Preps headquarters, not just tonight, but all season long. Thank you to my partner in crime, Mr. Scott Stewart, who's been with us every step of the way. And uh, even though he was not on air tonight, he uh, was certainly helping make the broadcast possible behind the scenes. And you want to give a quick shout out. I want to shout you out. You are an extremely talented young man doing a phenomenal job. This is the first time I've got to watch you in person. You're like quadruple tasking all night long. Well, It's hard to see the jersey numbers on the field, so I just want to shout you out and say you do a phenomenal job. Well, I appreciate that. And you, uh, your invitation is also open at any uh, future Giles County broadcast, where tomorrow night, folks, uh, as part of the Main Street Media Empire, we have uh, Giles County versus Sequatchie County. That game will be heard on Pulaski Citizen Live. You can download the Mixler app and search PCLGCHS, or you can visit PulaskiCitizen.com and click on PCL. For Jacob Underwood, for Justin Kulik and Scott Stewart, and Mr. Dave Gould, I'm Wade Neely saying so long. 45-14 to 14 is your final tonight. The Page Patriots are the region champs. Good night from Rudderville. We'll see you next time on Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week coverage presented by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You've been watching the Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. The Main Street Preps Thursday night game of the week was brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk.